Good morning, Extra Hot Great Gang. You're in the wrong profession. You should be writing for the movies. Ain't a movie. This place is the real deal. If you want to know what's really going on here, you're going to have to expand your thinking a bit. This is Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 91 for the week of October 19th, 2015. I am Captain of Industry and Lady Walling, David T. Cole, and I'm here with Shining Reference, Sarah D. Bunting. Red Rum Darling. Sweet, dumb Swedish meatball, Joe Reed. Borka Borka, room for juice. <laughs> Mattress Buddy Tar Harriano. Hi! <laughs> Guys, before we get into American Horror Story colon hotel, and I do mean colon in the case oh, of Max Greenfield's character. Yes, I said it. Um, we have big news. Welcome back to the regular rotation, Joe Reed. Joe! Joe is going to be a permanent co-host on the podcast going forward. After this week, we will have a, a, a regular guest as well. But since it was Joe's welcome back, we thought we would just have the four of us. So here we are. Welcome back, Joe. I like to put my feet up, so no guest this week. <laughs> Giving the public what they want. Joe by the barrel. <laughs> I'm uh, so happy to be back. I'm very, very uh, excited. This is wonderful stuff. We're thrilled to have you. Um, and Dave, there's some like numerology significance to this as well, is there not? That's right. Uh, EHG Mark 1, which was me, you, and Joe, mm-hmm. ended on episode 91. And this is episode 91 of Mark 2. And also, Joe, didn't you just tweet that it was the fifth anniversary of our very first episode of EHG Mark 1 last week? It was last week, yeah. Oh my God. Five years. That seems long. <laughs> I, I was, if you asked me, I would have said sort of three. Like, We're doing a podcast. See how it goes. Talk about the social network. Yeah. <laughs> were look, we ever so young? Look at us now. Yes, we were. <laughs> also, remember how short game time was that very first time? Yep. It was one question. It was just like, identify the grunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we do that one again? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be 93 grunts. We'll have uh, equally distributed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, and one thing we're going to have to figure out. Are we still going to do canon majority? I guess we should, eh? Yeah. It's not supposed to be easy, so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Works for me. What we used to do is tie was a fail, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you have to have a majority. Yes. Otherwise, it fails. I have an idea, but we can go into that off uh, off air. All right. So I say let's move on. All right. American American Horror Horror Story Story Hotel. Um, I just read. Yes. That our favorite uh, TV watchdog organization, the... Parents Against Television, against television or whatever that uh-huh. is, yeah. um, said that uh, American Horror Story is the most vile thing ever on television. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> I can't, I can't, you know. They're, like one not, wrong. they're not wrong. Yeah. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. I feel like yeah. I'm watching somebody's jack-off blog. Yeah. <laughs> It's real gross the this drill-do? season. Yes, yeah, that was the drill <laughs> Okay, here's the problem. First of all, let me just say, I am covering this just, season. Wait, before you do that, yes. let's just say, like, usually... A blanket spoiler of disgustingness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, if you ha- haven't been watching this show, you, you might want to like, oh, what's that about? Mm-hmm. And you have a delicate sensibility. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear about metal, twisty, corkscrew dildos going into uh, Schmidt from New Girl. Uh, <laughs> you might want to skip to the next episode. That's what happens when too many dollars go in the douchebag that- jar. That's your punishment. That's why I stopped watching New Girl. I don't want to see it on any other show. Oh, so. Deputy Leo. What <laughs> happened? All right. I am covering um, this season of American Horror Story colon hotel for previously.tv and um we got a screener for the premiere and there's so many things that, like <laughs> dave had to come in and be like the censor behind my shoulder being like no you can't put that in you can't put an image of this in because it would get the page flagged by our ad brokers oh, as porn as porn yeah. <laughs> like, as porn and it's it's really hard to cover the show if you can't yeah, show like two people impaled through and stuck to a bedpost mid mid Ash. mid sex with one of and them yet, been... when it's not being horrible yeah it's really beautiful to look at yeah, yeah. um like I hannibal think, i mean is it shot in the same house as the scream premiere Mm. It looked familiar. I like the watched outside. The screen there, so oh, I when he goes to fi- and finds the twins that have been disemboweled, yeah. it looked like that to me too. I think you might be right. Okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me. And here's another note. And uh, the Venn diagram between um, Mets slash postseason baseball fans and American <laughs> Horror Story Hotel may be in this room <laughs> this right, right now. Right yeah. now yeah. Uh-huh. Hello, the little girl. Who's the actress's name is Shree Crooks, nope. which is amazing. That's uh-huh. a whole podcast. But she really looks like Noah Syndergaard to the point where in my notes, she is Noelle Syndergaard. <laughs> you like, should do it's it. really, if you look at her IMDb page, you're like, no, not really. But on the show, she, they have the exact same hair and that sort of like wide alien face. Yeah. Yeah. So that's waiting to star in a Tim Burton movie kind of face. Creepy, yeah. and then that's happening, and then fucking national um, treasure Dennis O'Hare is swanning by in oh, another yeah. set of earrings that I absolutely have to have right now. Like, also, Street Crooks, that was my uh, second favorite gang from the gangs in New York. The Street, <laughs> the street Crooks. <laughs> they owned everything south of uh, the Bowery. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mott Street's Oz. Sarah, please do a side-by-side of the girl and the baseball player for you. Oh, I will. Okay, good. Um, yeah, the, the problem is like after after two episodes, which is as many as have aired and that we've seen because we got cut off from screeners after just one. Not fair, especially considering every episode is an hour and a half. Come on, guys. Um, FX, by the way, really needs to fucking cut it out with that. Like we can make episodes as long as we want to kind of thing. Fargo tonight is an hour and a half as well. Like yeah, they people have things to do. I remember when I wrote about that show and it was just like 148 minutes just because. Yeah. Like, no. uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end of two episodes, like I, you know, the thing about doing it and these posts as particles is that you sort of are like, you're just cutting them up into storylines. You're not really... It, it, you don't always like look back and get a sense of like the full story. And then at the end of the latest one, I was like, what is the full story? Like, where uh-huh. is this even going? Is it going anywhere? I mean, I guess there's the mystery of the detective, John Lowe, who's the West Bentley character trying to figure out who's been killing people and why he's being targeted and what he has to do with the hotel <laughs> or she, but, you know, is that really enough to hang your hat on, as it were? Like, is this, are we all like sort of... we've already seen the whole, like, we know the deal already, no? I think we know some of some people's deals. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be one of those And now it's just going like... to be, like, lost flashbacks from here, which is, like, as a true crime buff, I'm into all the reference, like, 
Lizzie Borden, mm-hmm. like the Hotel California, which they make explicit, yeah. like H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes in Chicago, the Winchester House. But like, first of all, these aren't very deep right. Right. cuts, or they don't make them very deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And second of all, like, I don't know, like we all... We all read The Devil in the White City already, right? Yeah. So... Even Dave did. He can barely read. <laughs> Even me. <laughs> what I mean, what well, else you got? At, and at the outset of the season, I was sort of uh, hoping that we would get a little bit more like what we got in season one. If you remember, season one had the the overarching story of the family and the house and whatever. But they got really sort of episodic with... The one episode went into the Black Dahlia, and yeah. then the one episode went into like there were a lot of just like we'll take we'll tackle this little thing and that little thing, and I was sort of th- thinking like well if, with a hotel doesn't that perfectly lend itself to like this room yeah you know right. is the story of this fucked up thing and yeah like, it's like Twilight Zoney kind of and but sort it's of like... yeah yeah package your little like illusions and and urban legends and whatever and then you can you know use that cast however you like and i feel like the weaknesses of this season are like that first episode was so phenomenally incomprehensible about everything (laughs) and then the second episode went so deep dive into explaining certain things about it like you got you know lady gaga basically being like the rules of vampires dear boy is x y and z which i still want to do at some point a supercut of every movie that explains the rules of vampires <laughs> right. yeah. in a way that makes it sound like, are you stupid for thinking it was yeah, garlic. Any, you know, any yeah. other way? Yeah. I will um, get out a stack of uh, cash right now if you do the TV version, because yeah. there's definitely enough material. True Blood, oh, yeah. Vampire Diaries. Well, it's always like Strain. crucifixes. Are you dumb? Like, yeah, okay. Buffy. yeah. Sorry, I've only seen movies. Um, and then it went deep dive into Evan Peters as the uh, Devil in the White City thing. Uh, but still, there are like entire characters where I'm like, "What's Sarah Paulson's deal again? She's right. dead and a junkie and sews people into mattresses for love." Like, and is um, uh, is Kathy Bates alive? Right, right. Well, this is what I sort of say about every character. I'm like, "What are the chances you're alive?" And it's always <laughs> like it's maybe like two people. In this and like, whole thing I don't alive. care. But then the thing right. is, I don't care. Like, this is why I always struggle right. with David Lynch. That it's like if there's nothing recognizable, right. Yeah. Right. Gotta have good to have evil. And yet still, even with as bonkers and as, like, this makes so much less sense than any other of the seasons, and that's safe. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, like, yeah, and those seasons tended to fall apart as they went along. Like, what's going to happen to this? (laughs) But I'm so glad that a show like this, I said this in in the first episode, I'm so glad that, like, growing up, I could not have imagined that TV would have given me something this... Uh, gay, this like super into horror on like on like deep dive levels. Like you, ha- it's not just like and like stuff. grisly crime. Like right. they go there with the Black Dahlia and all these like famous cases that I'm like sometimes I'm arms folded. Like um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's well, incorrect, right? But I'm and you can like say that. something about the value of because when you were younger and when the stuff wasn't available on like cable television you had to really dig for it you had to dig in video stores and bookstores and comic book shops and like find fellow travelers like wherever you could find them and sort of like discuss this stuff you know in you know the dead of night or whatever <laughs> but now it's like what bookstores are you going to do <laughs> What? I don't understand. You would just find, like, an alley. He went to media play in Buffalo. Come on. Yeah, you know. Um, But so uh, now that this uh, kind of stuff is 
you know, available for the masses is, does it have the same kind of value? Does it feel inherently too glossy too you know? Well, and also is it still sort of existing in this world where like no one actually is reading playboy for the articles kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Right. Or, all right, that's not a good example, but, like, if you're watching <laughs> porn and being like, but that makes no sense, because it was just daytime, like, um, right. <laughs> like, now you actually do have to have some kind of narrative stability, yeah. I guess. I don't know what else, what other word yeah. to use. Otherwise, like, you're so disoriented by everything. Like, again, it's beautiful to look at. Right. But it might be well, it just what depends I used to do call music a video, void basically. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where you'd like go to that bar of the void and they'd have those surf movies and it's like you're just looking at it. You don't have to it doesn't have to make sense. So it's yeah. it, it it becomes the equivalent of when you were a kid and you you made up your own like Star Wars action figure adventures and it was yeah. absolutely just pure action because that's all you really cared about. There was no character right. development. And then it was there dinner was no... time and everyone yeah, died. Exactly. Yeah. It is it, yeah. basically like I get the feeling that like uh, the creators have all these like references they want to include, all these you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, winky things they want to put in, and they write them all in cue cards and they throw them up in a room <laughs> and they all land. Yeah. They just start picking them up and then they write the script. Like it, it's so random right now, and it usually gets this random about halfway through. Yeah, where right. like each yeah. each season seems to have this moment where it clicks and almost becomes seasons point five. Where yes. it's almost like this mini reset and either it gets better or worse. <laughs> yep. And this seems like they're already like at the point where they're just sort of like boop boop boo 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 and they're just going crazy. Which right. has its own charm. I yeah. mean, I don't know if charm's the right word for this show, but you know, it has its own appeal that it's just like, well, let's just go balls out and yeah. you know, logic be damned or whatever. And it's just sort of like a feast for the senses, but maybe not for the mind. You well, know? It just, to me, it right. seems more like, <clears throat> I mean, they sort of already made this explicit with, you know, having people fall asleep and wake up at a particular time. Like it has a dreamlike quality. Yeah. Which also is, you know, fitting for a hotel where, you know, you go and you just sleep there, presumably. Unless yeah. you're me and you sit in the room service and watch SVU for seven hours. Hello. Um, not in this married. hotel. Uh, but, but it also, you know, like it, it makes you wonder, like, does anyone watch this show hoping for it to be resolved in a narrative way that's going to be satisfying? Probably not. Like you, you watch yeah. the show because you just want to see a bunch of stuff happen. And if it hangs together, great. And if it doesn't, eh. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want it to be, I totally agree with Joe that like that this exists is really this like, um, sort of mitzvah that's really valuable. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, and Tara, you and I were talking about this about American Crime. Like, yeah. they could have announced the casting and then just not bothered making right. it. <laughs> right. And I don't want Ryan Murphy to get to this, like, snakes on a plane yeah. juncture right. with his career where it's like, well, let's announce, I don't know, like, Lady Gaga was sort of like, do I even have to see this? Because well, I think I know what this is going to be. And I was right. I was not aware that there would be a Bomer, Whitrock, Buntnip fight club yeah but now that that's done it's like well i don't do i still have to be here did i (laughs) did you show me everything and i I just make this a gift and watch that okay bye (laughs) yeah (laughs) i feel like the west bentley character is already the weakest link in that like it's the one where like he shows up and i sort of like tune out a little bit Mm -hmm. and i wonder if they could have actually for a show that's this sort of you know willing to go there with everything why not just sort of make that your Bomer character, your immoral protagonist, and yeah. tell the story about you know 
the vampire who got replaced by the younger, sexier vampire. And, like, <laughs> there are any number of ways that you can like filter the story rather than through like. And then the he infects Chloe guy. Sevigny, and then it's a reference yeah. to kids, and then again, yeah. then you're in a whole different yeah. area, as it were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wh- whoever's directing the casting sure has a type, though, eh? Well, they say that in the oh, second yeah. episode too. Even like they specifically, Matt Bomer says that to Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga, um, terrible, terrible actress. I think she's not bad. No, she's not. She's terrible. No, I think she's. I think she's good nope. for this. I think she works. Nope, I do. you're all wrong. I think it's if they're going for like a little bit full of herself and obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. With that sort of like. Uh, see, I, I, I just read it as stiff. I don't get that out of it. I just kind of I feel like like as I said, her acting ability seems to be staring into the middle distance. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I think right. she's she's good for this. You're part. all but under people her spell. In the, in the thread, were uh, were also asking like, what if Jessica's one person dared to say, what if it were Jessica Lang playing that part? Then everyone else is like, um, not so sure she's right for the ageless vampire this season. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, Angela Bassett, different that, story, but she's I, I see she's coming soon. Yeah, I hope Franca Potente comes back ever. Yeah, Did she ever show up on um, what was it, Big Top? So in Freak Show? So, uh, mm, Freak Show? No. I'm not sure. Which is funny because, like, Lang's character being German and all, you think they could have found, like, yeah. a spot for her. Yeah. I did want to shout out Mayor Winningham, who... <laughs> I She had such that thankless role in uh, Coven, where yeah. she was the uh, incestuous mother, Evan Peters' incestuous mother. Mm-hmm. But this, she's she had such a fun time, I thought, playing the maid in those flashbacks. And yeah. that look on her face... Right before uh, Peter's shoots her, where she sort of like looks at the gun and sort of like chuckles, like mm-hmm. a half a chuckle, and then it's over. I thought was really really good. Yeah, she's great. <clears throat> it also makes me wonder watching this season whether if Hannibal had been on FX, if it would still be on. Yeah, like, maybe. if it was just a matter of the wrong the wrong place for it, because I yeah. it, it always felt like a weird fit for a network show. Yeah. Oh, also though. What's Ryan Murphy's deal with Oscar bloggers? I know. Oh, my God. How many yeah, times are we going to have to look up that, that guy's bloody pointed, back crack? Not, not to, you know, no pun intended. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and not only to have it be like, you know, an Oscar blogger, but like name an actual Oscar blog. Yes. He's an Oscar blogger from Gold Derby. That was which, crazy. Like, okay, it's a real enough. site. <laughs> like someone had to <laughs> sign off on that. Yeah, that was really strange. Yeah. Hmm. Are you also watching Screen Queens, Joe? I'm not. I kept meaning to start it, and then I kept hearing nothing but complaints about it. So I'm like, well, I've got Horror Story coming up soon enough. Like, maybe I'll give this one a pass. I feel like... Thinking I might revisit it. I feel like I'm always like, what? I have like one foot on it and one foot out the door, and then Glenn Powell does something hilarious. Yeah, he's he's, good. he's yeah. the best. Yeah, Once I like it. Jamie Lee Curtis was playing like the Sue Sylvester character. That was mm-hmm. such a bummer to me because that's not the way to use her. I She's a hundred percent Sue Sylvester. That is true. But uh, I think there's potential for that character to turn on that show. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you know she could factor into the into the killer plot towards the end yeah. of it. Oh, I mean, as these things go, you know. Position of authority equals in on it all along kind of thing. I would sure. be surprised. Yeah. yeah. So now I like Screen Queens. It's it's entertaining. But yeah, that guy who, who's he play? It's not Chet, is it? Chad Radwell. Chad. Yeah. Um. He's like he's a revelation in that show. <laughs> what he's was great. he? What else was he in? Would I know him? I don't know. I never. I don't recall ever. He seeing just plays him the perfect fratty <clears throat> doofus. Yeah. You know. And what a great name, Chad yes. Radwell. Yeah. 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 And their their frat is Dicky Dollar Scholars, which I love too. <laughs> their golf frat. 
<laughs> yeah. It's not bad. It's but it also makes me think like it's so much the same as this show in in its deficits. Like there's definitely a lot of like, well, we'll try this and it didn't yeah, pan out. Like right. A recent episode had them just finding a whole bunch of corpses randomly where it's like, well, someone just decided they didn't want to write about this anymore, which, you know, <laughs> I get. I mean, I kind of admire the fuck it, who cares attitude of the show. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that are more tightly plotted that are not as much fun to watch. Right. It'll be really interesting to see what he does with it. Well, not what he does. We, I think I know what he's going to do with American Crime Story, but mm-hmm. the way that that gets received because it's going to be about real people. Yeah. And it's just going to be so offensive on so many levels. Do you think and so? Because so much of it was about like just garbage trivia. Yeah. yeah. That like if we like we lived through it and we cared at the time. Oh, we, we cared intensely. But if you're like half a generation or a generation behind us, like how do you write f- this story? Yeah. For those people. Yeah. Who? Because this for me will just be like, oh yeah, him. Oh yeah, right. that guy. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you were born in like ninety one? I know everybody the generation below though was excited to see Faye Resnick because of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right, yeah, true. But I I mean, I do think that when he works with other people's material, it's better. Like I thought his The Normal Heart was was great. I still watch it all the time. Yeah. Um. And uh, and even Eat Pray Love, I didn't think was terrible because of him. (laughs) Julie Roberts, (laughs) another story. But I, you know, that's a very watchable movie. Yeah. We should put a uh, a pin in uh, or on uh, our schedule to check back in at the halfway mark of, yeah. of American Horror Story. See if we're still. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know Joe, you watch it all the way through, but I have I have this thing where like at that halfway mark, it usually loses me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, re- I never watched that last half of Freak Show. No, me neither. Uh, no, me neither. I kind of yeah, gave up missed, towards the end nothing. of the one before it. Coven. Coven. And there's just something about like it's different. It's at a different point every season. But Dave, I have the same thing. Yeah. That I'm sort of like it doesn't matter whether I watch it or not to me or the show. <laughs> right. So right. I always give up at some point. Except Asylum, I watched the whole thing, and yeah. uh, the first season, I watched the whole thing. Asylum right. ended so well. Asylum I, is that, my favorite too, actually. And Coven was the one that felt like it had the the public was most invested in it through till the finale. Where I remember Steven that Nicks. finale had a lot of anticipation with the whole Supreme angle and everything yeah. like that. Um, and Freak Show, it seemed like it, people did abandon that one by the end. Yeah. Once you've seen Finn Whitrock's butt, it's like, what are, yeah. you, what are you sticking around for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's, uh, let's try to keep track of when we uh, bail, if we do. <laughs> Indeed. Well, back. I can't, but everyone else can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, Mom. We just finished watching Season 9, Episode 12 of Face Off. We did. What was the challenge? They had to... Well, they were at some sort of crazy house. It was the house that was used for the Munsters, which was an old TV show. And then there were gravestones, and then they took roses, and they put it in front of the gravestone to inspire them with their work. What names were on the gravestones? Well, the ones that we used was Billy Goat Brother or something like that. Bully Older Brother. Step, <laughs> stepdad. Stern Father. Um, inappropriate Uncle. And you learned what Inappropriate Uncle is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Can you just fill it in? Like, like the challenge was that he was 
like he was a child a grabby molester. uncle. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh but they didn't quite come out and say it in the show, but that was definitely what it was supposed to be. And the result. And by the, the result. Really yeah. putting uh, Leah through the parenting. Yeah. I know. The season. Yeah. Jesus. Liv is She's gonna be. Learn about tech wars sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Liv's gonna be that kid in the playground that like fills everybody in <laughs> and all the adult <laughs> stuff eventually. You're like, What's the apocalypse? Oh, I know. You know. Like, <laughs> all right. Moving. Carrying on. Drinks too much beer and then is really creepy and silly. Right. And then there was yep. a spinster aunt. And what's a spinster? A spinster is, I forget. Uh, in the olden days when women were expected to get married by a certain age, if they weren't married by a certain age, they were called spinsters. Yes. And she wasn't married. Um, and there was the black sheep cousin. <laughs> black sheep cousin, yes. Another thing about the challenge is that there is something special this week. Yes, that's right. So two got eliminated, and the three people still standing were the ones who were moving it on to the finale. That's right. So everyone felt a lot of pressure. Okay, yeah, a lot of pressure, not just a little. <laughs> and how did it go? Was everybody really happy with their makeup? Yeah, pretty much everyone. And who did the best? So it was Ben who did the inappropriate uncle, and it was Nora that did the black sheep cousin. Yes, the inappropriate uncle was very funny. They made him uh, walk around with a skeleton. And that he went on vacation with his wife that was passed away, and it was a skeleton. Yeah, and Nora did the black sheep uh, cousin, but it was kind of the opposite. Her family was all demons and angry people, or angry sheep, I guess. And she did a sheep that was uh... totally happy and fun, <laughs> but she had angry eyebrows like she was born, but she can't help to do this funny smile. That's right. And then they, um, those two were in the top, and they said that those that Ben and Nora moved on right away, and then instead of telling the bottom three who was the last winner, what did they do? They gave them tips, and then what they did is that they let them have one more hour of work, and they used the tips from the judges. That's right, to make the changes that the judges recommended, and then they got reevaluated again. That's right. It was pretty exciting. It was, and then Evan moved on, and he had the bully older brother are you happy with who moved on and who got eliminated actually i thought i liked jordan's the spinner and spinster spinster aunt jordan did is that he like he darkened the tone and he took some bubble wrap and started stuffing it in i think they always liked evan better really in my opinion yeah i think so so that they just gave him notes and just chose him and they kept saying that Jordan's spinster aunt was really cartoony, but really a bully older brother is cartoony too. It's not like you have bulls walking around as brothers. Who is your favorite out of the last three? Evan, Nora, and who's the last? Oh, Ben. I like Nora, and it was pretty confident how she moved on. And Evan, he actually had problems. <laughs> and I found it funny that at the end, when Mackenzie walked in and said, brushes up, um, time's up, brushes down, he took off the wig and threw it down to his foot. He did a drop kick. Yeah, that was silly. 
All right. Well, only one episode left. I'm very excited to see the finale. Me too. See you next time at the finale. Hi, Allie. (laughs) Hi, Mom. You just finished watching the end of Season 9, Episode 12 of Face Off. I know. (laughs) Uh, What did you like best about the episode? The... The the one that creeped me out, like, it was so creeping me out. Which one was creeping you out? The one with the strings. Well, thanks for speaking with me, Ellie. You're welcome, and we'll see you next time. She sounds so, so big. Cute. Those are professionals. Um, welcome to a new and uh, unfortunately temporary segment. On Extra Hot Great Project know. Project Greenlight, um, <laughs> a reader asked or tweeted at us about doing a um, show and yell, uh, like a version of show and yell about Project Greenlight, which, in retrospect, we probably should have done. We could have, <laughs> but yeah. we didn't. If only and, we knew what horrors. Oh God! Yeah. Seriously, Seriously, and I am shocked that there's only three left. Yeah, or two left. After I guess this. after as we record this last night's. Yeah, we've been um, wanting more. Mm. I'm covering the show for Previously.TV, and uh, this week I focused on the fact that um, in a couple of ways, Effie Brown is making me side with Jason Mann. And I'm yep, not happy I agree. About it. So does David Cho, who our friend friend of the site who was uh, Skype IMing me about that this morning after I was bitching about Jason on Twitter, as I, I always do. I have do. questions, but Sarah, go ahead. Yeah, Sarah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, I mean, basically my issue, I'm just going to assume that everybody watched the show and not do it ton of background but like the issue in this case was that they were butting heads over this um expensive and complicated stunt that jason mann wants to do she tells him in a conversation like she's happy to tell him that she thinks by like judging the budget that she can they can do it the way he wants right it's like Um, sounded like a slush fund sort of or something yeah, or like petty cash or yeah. like rolling petty cash. I don't know. She described it as robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Sort of, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I assume like whatever. On the last day, nobody's getting crafty. Right. Whatever. <laughs> um, so. Rap parties at McDonald's. <laughs> so then she kind of doesn't really. Like then there's like nothing about it for a few minutes. And then there's a big meeting. And it turns out that like now it's like too late to set up the stunt the way she wanted. And. She's trying to act like she was like, well, you were never promised this stunt the way you wanted it. And of course, Jason Mann being Jason Mann is like, well, what I heard was it is possible to do it the way I want. And I like went back and checked and got the exact quote. I understand that he should have heard, you know, there's a tenuous path. Right. He should have heard the qualifiers. But she should know by now. That he won't? Yep. And my issue, like, she tells him that there's this tenuous path, and he's like, huh, okay, and then asks some follow-up questions, and is Jason Mann about it, which she has no reason to expect. Yeah. That he'll be like, thank you so much, it's super effusive, and then she's complaining to my uh, TV boyfriend, Mark (laughs) Schubert, that it's like, nothing, you know, he doesn't give me anything, no thank you, blah, 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 and it's like, "You're, you're an indie producer? Yeah. If... If what you need is that kind of approbation, change jobs or get a dog. <laughs> I see what you're saying on that, although I sort of saw it slightly differently because my big thread throughout the whole season of this is that 
he's done a terrible job of getting Effie on Team Jason Mann. And so, because she keeps talking about how her job is to make his vision come to life. But she doesn't want to do that in her heart because who would want to make <laughs> anything good happen for him in yeah, his heart right. yeah. after uh-huh. experiencing them? Yep. And so his job, I mean, it's somewhat it's both of their job to come together on it. But really, like, she's his producer. He needs to make her want to make his, like, vision come true in a way that, you know what I mean? She wants, she, he needs to not be such an asshole that no no i agree like i I think and she has said like even like the most difficult directors before this like eventually they realize that it is in their best interest yeah to sell her on what they need right so they can work together to figure out whatever alternative right and so that moment to me came across as not just like appreciate me for my job but like be in this with me for this one moment let's be a team on this and he was just sort of like eh. well and you know, like I said in my piece, I have compassion for her, absolutely. Yeah. But like this person has never given you any indication, yeah, that he's yeah. that he's going to do that for you. It's yeah. also to me what what struck me during that that scene, especially her bitching about it afterwards, and like when she's talking about the difference between how their relationship is and how it's been with other directors on previous films. It's like the difference there is that. He, the other directors hired you probably you know <laughs> like it's like and there they, aren't tv cameras of course yes well. ob- yes absolutely but it's also yeah. like you were you two were put together to work on this group project <laughs> and you hate each other yeah. and right. someone's not pulling their weight properly or doing what they're supposed to as in every well, group project i mean it could be the edit of course and of you course. never know if these shows but like that episode seemed to be her complaining about him to other people, but not him yeah. directly. And yeah. you know the the yeah. substance of that conversation about and him the doing stunt the same. was like, yeah, I think I can get what you want. And it was his bad that he didn't say, well, thank you, that's really great, I really appreciate that. And then she goes to Sarah's TV boyfriend, and says, oh, I think I, I kind of already checked out, which is like a terrible thing to say in front of the cameras when <laughs> on you're on camera. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. I have another question, which is. I don't uh, disagree at all with her stance, but is it her place as a producer to change the casting of that butler role or the chauffeur role from an African-American to a white guy? Like, as a producer, is that something she should even be touching? That's an honest answer. I was, I, I no, I, I mean, I asked this in my piece that it was like, I don't think, she's like, she seems to be stopping a lot of things. Yeah. to like complain or change them and like i also do not disagree with her stance but i sort of wondered why she was bringing it to the first ad yeah like why isn't this a casting office problem why didn't they get the memo right. like i yeah. agree with her stance but the way she handled it made her look disorganized yeah, because if that got back to the director woman, and the director saying well actually i did want an african-american because this is supposed to be right. a jerky white family from connecticut or whatever right like i don't know what the story is but let's just say that was his argument if it gets back to him after it's been changed that's like a whole other delay again right and that's on her i just i didn't know if that was like something that she should be sticking her nose in you know best you know the 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 road to hell is paved with good intentions and all that it does feel though that she's coming to that from experience and that she's been in that position on other films which makes me think like it's not necessarily out of the question and also and that is something that i would notice like if there had been no if there had been no people of color yeah. up right. to that point, yeah. that I would be like, all right, fine. These are like super rich people. And sometimes right. sure. 
that actually diversity is n- not that actually right. comes up in one of the 90210s that we'll be talking about this week for again with this because we get to see inside <laughs> it all comes the, around the Sanders yeah. household and they totally have a uniformed black maid like as if it's the help or something like it's oh really God. sticks out in an yeah. extremely awkward way even more than Samantha Sanders uh, nightgown shoulder pads moving on yeah. <laughs> sorry for that sidebar oh boy well that moment on green light too just made me feel like you know beyond who's responsibility it was just how frustrating it can be to be the only person who not only wants to affect that change but who gives a shit about it who yeah. notices it in the first place yeah. and like right just the way like she you know could easily be painted in that role of just being like well she's the angry black woman and whatever but it's just like how frustrating must that be that like you point that out and somebody's like oh yeah and it's like yeah oh fucking yeah like <laughs> Well, yeah. as, notice this stuff. as an angry white woman. Yeah, right. I'm very aware, which I, you know, think is great. Thanks, yeah. Ms. Brown, for, of like um, looking at the way she's handling certain situations and being like, have they have they set her up? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like everyone kind of got set up by this production. If you listen to her interviews that she's been uh, doing, it sounds like she's. She's not saying that specifically. But, but she doesn't seem tell, happy. She Her head's kind of on a swivel now in the press. And they, she's been talking about it, about how she's been very, very concerned about the way that the the show has been sort of, you know, pushing things. Particularly with the Farrelly thing, how it sort of allowed I'm him st- to be like, she's I'm doing still this not for the content drama, with, went, what, with that narrative and that nobody called him. On being a baby. It feels like yeah. something really was left out of that, for yeah, sure. I, I agree. agree. Yeah. And um, she said also in interviews that she and Joubert are not on good terms now anymore. Oh. And whether that's something that happens on the show in the next few episodes or something that happened after. Uh, my husband calls Joubert the hunted. <laughs> because every time he walks through the room, Joubert has that face where he's like, yeah. uh, uh, Help me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. He has maybe the most thankless job because he's supposed to be trying to mediate between them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. No, thank you. But oh my God, such good TV. It's yeah, the best. It really is. God bless you, HBO. <laughs> is, there, is, is this like just a one off or are they going to do it again? Next I time? hope so. I mean, this one, it feels like it's really getting a lot of attention. I would be surprised if they didn't do it again. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to see the difference but just between. Who would sign up for it to work? Yeah, I mean, that's the question. Well, it'll be a snuff film in which Jason right. Mann gets killed. Well, that's how we ended up with Gulliger the last time. It was just like by that third season, it was like, who wants to be on the show? And he's like, I will. <laughs> what was he like? <laughs> he's like, hey, guys. I, one went last thing. Joe was making a bathing in the sink motion, by the way. Can't see it. <laughs> one last thing before we move on from this. What was interesting to me, too, in this episode of, of uh, Pete Jones coming back is how how much better he is at being the Jason Man whisperer apparently because yeah he seems that's to have mastered like the thing pardon that's the damnedest thing i but also like he's he's obviously good at getting Jason Man to like back off his previously strongly held opinions because now Pete Jones is like his best friend after he wanted to fire him after meeting him once yeah, yeah. but also like he's he is not threatened by him he like probably lets him get his way on stuff like whatever Pete Jones has got he needs to give some of it to Effie well Pete Jones has been through the process of being up high, yeah. being brought down low, and then finding his place in yeah. on the totem pole, right? So he's content and happy with where he is. He's mm-hmm. productive. He's a working writer. You know, he's 
won the game, you know, like he's yeah. 99% of the people that try. So yeah. he's a happier person. You know, he knows how to play the game now. And Jason Mann doesn't. Jason Mann thinks HBO equals he's going to get everything he's ever wanted to do for a movie. Yeah. He thinks it's just like a blank check to make this movie. Mm-hmm. And he somehow after weeks of making this movie still believes that yeah or is just has some sort of mental deficiency where he's incapable of compromise well because he'll just keep pushing the issue until until he gets his way whoever he's opposed yeah against is like you know what fine let's just move on which is exactly what i would probably do because it's like i can't fucking talk about this with you anymore and also i want to work again after this film and i don't want that reputation of being the guy who just wouldn't play like i don't want my last act to be my putting all my rings on and although (laughs) let's let's like Sorry. Give blame to Damon and Affleck for backing yeah. down on the film issue and giving yes. him more money out of their pocket. That they've been yeah. oh, ghost, ghosting M-I-A. like crazy. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the but Dave, that's also why he keeps doing this is because a lot of the times he has gotten his way. Like it seems like that's the only things he hasn't gotten. Yeah, it right. works. Yeah, yeah. he's saying. Well, what they're to blame partly yes. for this yes, monster yes, yes. for sure. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but what I actually actually love about that Pete Jones Jason Man friendship is just sort of like that they how complimentary it is. Where like Jason's. The person who never thought anybody would like him because nobody's ever liked him. And Pete's the guy who's nobody's ever thought was smart. Yeah. And now it's like Jason thinks Pete is smart and Pete thinks that Jason is a good guy. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, they've like fit at their exact like deficiencies. All right. So that we'll is check very poetic to- back in next week <laughs> for Project yeah, Project when Greenlight. I think Len Amato is going to gather a box of feet and throw <laughs> the whole thing up Jason's bony ass. Yay! I can't wait. I'm going to roll around in it. Take it all, Slender Man! <laughs> oh! Well. Have you, dear listener, been dreaming of a Hawaiian vacation but decided that get, unless you can stay steps away from the far west coast studio where half your favorite podcast is recorded, there's just no point? Good news, friends! Ford Awesome is open for business. Now available for rent through VRBO, a.k.a. Vacation Rentals by Owner. The guest house at Ford Awesome is a self-contained one-bedroom cottage with all the comforts of home. A full kitchen, 52-inch TV, queen-size bed, washer-dryer, private side yard, etc. There's also a pull-out queen bed in the living room that sleeps to and access to Gordon Lightfoot Cole, one of the internet's most extensively documented dogs. (laughs) We're located just outside Waimea, a 45-minute drive from Kona International Airport in the heart of the Big Island's beautiful ranch country and a short drive from world-class beaches of the Kohala Coast. The island's other attractions include Volcano National Park, South Point, the southernmost point in the United States, historical parks, valleys, sea turtles, and much more. If a Big Island vacation is in your future, we're not going to bust your budget. The guest house known as Downtime Abbey can be yours for just $95 a night. For more information or to make a reservation, visit us at Fort Hawaii Awesome. Excuse me, FortAwesomeHawaii.com today. All right, the one thing to add. Yes. If you're here while report or record a podcast, I think you should sit in and help me pronounce celebrity names during game time. <laughs> That's a perk just for you, extra hot great listeners. <laughs> Jane the Virgin is back um, starting its second season as we record this the second episode will air tonight I got to see a version of the uh, the episode last weekend before they took it off of the uh, screener site um, this the show is still so good so sweet so charming um, it still has a lot of the same problems that I had with it which is 
the crime story is super duper boring. Um, now even more boring because they've done that TV thing where it's like the bad guys got in plastic surgery and now they could be anyone. Oh, the t- totally brand new face, whatever. <laughs> Although interestingly, speaking of Project Greenlight, the uh, former bad guy is now the wife in the movie <laughs> on that show. Bridget Regan was the uh, the big bad of Jane the Virgin. Um, yeah, I wasn't super happy to see her because I'm never happy to see her. No, she's the worst from white collar also your your nemesis uh, oh her mm-hmm. yeah her um also a bad guy on agent carter she's just playing bad guys all the time it seems like yeah. uh anyway it's still a great show and really um you know interesting for the way it handles issues that you never see on other shows because they don't have all latino casts and the second episode that airs tonight as we record this um has a, a plot line about the fear that a person would have who is undocumented living in the U.S. and not sure when they're ever going to get caught out and how that affects the way they live their life. And it's, you know, like I said, it's it's, it's unique in that way. That's not something you see on other shows unless they're being handled in a really ham-handed way on like one SVU or something. Um, or by Andrea Zuckerman. <laughs> or by Andrea Zuckerman. Oh my God. Yes, great example. Um, so yeah, Jane the Virgin... Oh, yeah. Um, Mondays at 9 on the CW. You should watch it. It is charming and lovely. To read. Uh, So I've watched the first three episodes of Casual on Hulu, a new sitcom on Hulu from executive producer Jason Reitman, although he's uh, directed the episodes, but he's not the writer. The creator and writer uh, is named Xander Lehman. Um, New episodes are up, I think, every Wednesday, although I don't know whether they put one new episode now every Wednesday or another block of three. I'm not entirely sure. That's how they've been doing it with the Mindy Project one at a time. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, Stars uh, Michaela Watkins, who I love from most things and who uh, you may remember from Trophy Wife and Saturday Night Live. Uh, And Tommy Dewey, who has one of those familiar faces, but I'm not entirely sure where I've seen him before. He was Um, a Mindy Love interest on this first season of The Mindy Project. He was. He was her sports agent boyfriend who ended up being a sex addict. He was, yes. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, They play siblings. Uh, They're living together uh, with her teen daughter after her divorce uh she's a shrink he's a creator of a dating app um they're both uh as you can imagine sort of unlucky in love she's kind of reticent and cold and awkward and he's blunt and and cocky and also awkward um it's an interesting sibling chemistry it's kind of a slow burn uh the fact that michaela watkins plays such a downbeat character it's tough to uh get super like psyched about it right now but i'm liking (laughs) what i'm seeing so far i'm certainly willing to like stick with it um but tommy dewey's the one who's so much fun to watch i feel like on the show he is funny yeah um his his comic timing is really funny he plays uh that character that is somewhat irresistible to me which is the handsome jerk um and it's tough with this particular character where you it's tough to see how much of it is him wanting to be a jerk. He's so sort of like judgmental and whatever, but some, uh, you get the feeling that it's just sort of like, he was just sort of wired this way. Um, but I, it, it inspired me to, uh, create a list. I bet I know so, one person who's on it. Oh, I, I bet you, you're probably right. Um, so I decided to make a list of the top five TV's hot jerks, uh, currently, only on shows that are currently airing. So, sorry, Tom Sadowski on the newsroom. Missed the cut. <laughs> um, I had to take somewhat of an elimination process because there are a lot of them. First of all, you have to be a real jerk, not like 
a fake jerk <clears throat> who the show sort of like presents as a jerk. This is what I wrote about about like Alex on Chris Grey's Pratt Anatomy. on Everwood. Sort yeah. of like that, yeah. But like I, I wrote a whole thing about this about Grey's Anatomy, about how Grey's Anatomy keeps presenting Alex Karev as this like, oh, he's such a jerk, but oh, he's got good reasons for it. <laughs> Excellent family. piece. You should all go Absolutely. Read it. Even yeah. if you don't watch the show. Put it in the show notes for yeah. sure. Thank you. Um, I sort of, I chalked up uh, Hakeem on Empire in this to a less annoying degree, but like, <laughs> he's one who's just sort of like, oh, he's got good reasons, he's had a hard family life, blah, 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 blah. Um, so they were out. Uh, you can't just have jerky moments like Adam on Girls, who is mostly, I think, uh, a good guy, maybe mostly in relation to the other people on that show. Um, you can't just have a jerky face like Carrie on The Good Wife. Um <laughs> You can't cross the line from jerky to actual evil. So that knocks out uh, Theo on Teen Wolf. Jess on Gilmore Girls. Just kidding. Jess on Gilmore Girls. Right. Um, I'm just going to lay this out there. Uh, Ramsey Snow on Game of Thrones. Too evil. And yet also really hot. Isn't he Ramsey Bolton? What? Ramsey Bolton, isn't he? Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's now taken the family name. Correct. Okay. Um, Tara, I know things. Bam! Yeah, you love um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> and the final, I follow someone uh, who has a huge crush on him. Continue, Dave. I mean, Joe. Uh, final rule: He can't be animated. So sorry, Sterling Archer. <laughs> You're out. Okay, so my top five. Number five: uh, Connor on How to Get Away with Murder. Sure. Definitely a jerk. Definitely hot. Definitely uses that hotness to be a jerk, which is a nice bonus. Is he the gay one? He's the gay one. Okay. Yeah. Also a bonus. Yep. Well, um, Annalise is also the gay one, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she is. High five. Um, <laughs> also a hot jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, I'm putting uh, Alex on casual. Tommy Dewey, as I've just described. Sure. Number three, Jimmy on You're the Worst. Yeah. Who, uh, I mean, the whole concept of the show is about how uh, he's a jerk, but he's also a charming jerk, but he's not trying to be charming, and he sort of works against that charm, but he's also Chris Gear wildly attractive mm-hmm. so there's that number two he's like a uh, younger it's the lead right yeah he's yes. like a paul bettany kind of yeah vibe. he is yeah yeah that's good a call. really good comparison yes yep. thank you um number two adam on unreal mm-hmm. wow yep. was that disagreement nope i agree okay Okay. He's, um, he's like, a, he's a bit of a two face for me. Sometimes he looks like Winnie the Pooh and sometimes he's super hot. I don't know. He's got those button God. eyes. I can't really explain it. Sorry. And the guy plummets off the list. Uh, <laughs> now to at his, 87. Uh, can't unsee to his publicist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. No, I'm trying to remember what the actor's name is, though, and I'm totally blanking. Oh, fuck. I only wrote about him all summer. I only Google now it. Now you have twice to do that week. split screen, Tom. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, okay. And number one. We all know who this is. Come on. It's Dan on Veep. Obviously. Uh, Obviously. (laughs) He's the hottest of hot jerks. He is the jerkiest of hot jerks. He (laughs) is the absolute platonic ideal of TV's hot jerk. He 100% is. He was also a hot jerk on On, um, Best Friends Friends Forever. Forever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, As recent canon submission. He's a hot jerk pretty much all the time, even on. Oh God! What was that TBS show that he was on for a while? My Boys. Even oh, yeah. he was even, he was like less jerky, but he was still kind of a jerk. It's funny because the first thing I ever saw him on was The Big C, and that was the one thing where he wasn't oh, a jerk. Yeah, as the doctor, you're right. He was yep. the doctor. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, Dan. Obviously, that's where this was always going. <laughs> but Thank you. Yes, you Thank can. you for anticipating me completely. Great Freddie list. Stroma. Freddie, Freddie Stroma. Stroma. Yes. <sighs> Marry me. <laughs> 
Sarah D. Bunting. Sleepy Hollow. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's back. Uh-huh. Katrina's gone. The wigs are the wigs are gone mostly, except yep. Ichabod's wig is gone in the present day, but in the flashback, it's even more beaver manky than ever. It's terrible. Plus, <laughs> Betsy Ross has been retconned to be this like I don't know. She's like the Revolutionary War version of Milena Govich's detective on Law and Order. <laughs> so obviously I don't fucking approve. No. I mean, I'm t- I'm trying. I'm trying to love the show the way I used to love the show. Mm-hmm. But I-, I am following the Grim Reaper and the Cancel Bear with interest. And really, it- it's pretty unlike Fox to cancel something any- like anymore that's not a sitcom mid-season. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of hoping they kill it. Yeah, because everyone looks great, and I'm glad to be rid of Struggle Witch. But it, the magic is completely gone, and the best Sorry, character get rid of who? on that show, Struggle Witch. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. what the that's what our forumites called uh, Mrs. Witch. Crane. That's great. That's... She, I mean, she was like terrible at witching. Like yeah. she managed to whatever send Crane to this suspended limbo and. If, if you could put John Noble in your show and you still can't get it get it up, forget about it. Yeah. 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 It really I mean, I think they came in really big. Um, because it's like, well, we're fighting, you know, debt like abstractions like death and evil. But then the the horseman was like so charismatic and could do like the whatever girl please neck roll even without having a <laughs> fucking head. It's amazing. <laughs> And then it's just like they never quite knew their strengths, and then they just completely like kept driving, even though there was no plot road underneath them, and now they're in a ravine. Uh, speaking of losing control of the writing, that's what just happened to me with this metaphor. <laughs> um, but Sarah, don't you think that things are going to totally turn around when they have their crossover with Bones, JK? Oh, God, I forgot all about that. Doesn't that just make you a little sad? Like, yes. Like, we all lessened by that? Yes. Yeah. As a culture? Yes. All right. We I think agree. it's more likely Next. that it's that what's going to happen is Minority Report is going to get canceled and they'll move Sleepy Hollow back to that. That it's not Minority slide. Report. Send I know. Someone, maybe. <laughs> no one. No one cares about that show. Actual minorities are like, leave us out of here. <laughs> Reporters are sick of it. No one wants it. Did either of you watch it? No. It's so boring. No. Yeah. It's really, anyway. <laughs> All right, wrapping up around the dial. I just want to talk briefly about yesterday's Walking Dead. Please do. Uh, This has been a really good season so far. Action-packed, zombies, people, killings. Uh, Action-packed in an episode that seemed like it wasn't going to have any action at all. It felt like it was just going to be, this is what's been happening while they were away. Well, certainly the 20-minute intro of Signature Girl walking around and writing her Uh, name. I don't know. Come on, get over yourselves, Walking Dead. Uh, writers um that was horseshit but the rest of the episode was pretty good and i just want to say you know here in the 24th season or wherever we are right now can we stop having the fucking batman from detective comics i will not kill anybody characters (laughs) horseshit horseshit in the zombie apocalypse in any apocalypse like it's going to be one of the first lessons you learn is you know live or die with the killing Yeah. yeah like somebody comes at you with a knife you put them down that's the Omar way it is. Omar Gayaga, who ably particles these uh, episodes for us at Previously.tv, made a That'll Do article <laughs> for just that reason. There was also Yay. a Rent reference. You should Excellent. all go and find it. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I've now had the song stuck in my head. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, it does highlight the... 
practical character that is Carol. Carol! Who is obviously, you know, the badass of the show and uh, was really um, sort of uh, assassin creeding all over the place (laughs) last night with her get up and going around slicing people, shooting people that other people wouldn't. Um, She is one of TV's all-time great badasses. uh, Right up there with Buffy. Yep. And uh, last night's episode was like one of the best episodes for her. And uh, I love it a lot. So that's it. For me and Walking Dead. All right, everybody, it is time from from the canon. <laughs> Today we have a user submission from David Connor. Take it away, David. I have to admit that I've been wanting to submit an episode of the Cartoon Network show Adventure Time to the canon for many years now, but as an adult gay man, it felt a little creepy to publicly <laughs> express my affection. For a show that's for and about adolescent boys. But now that Emily Nussbaum's recent piece in The New Yorker has made it safe, if not de rigueur, for pretentious intellectuals to talk about the show at cocktail parties, I feel like this might be my last chance to jump on this train before it's totally left the station. While a lot of the recent discussion of the show, which is currently in its sixth season, focuses on the complexity of its world and its immense cast of characters and their evolving relationships. The episode that I'm submitting comes from Season 1, when the show was still defining itself and was still engaged in more of a direct dialogue with the conventions of a standard kids' cartoon. For me, the first season remains the best and the easiest to love because its sensibility is so well-defined and so pure right out of the gate. As the show has become more caught up in its own mythology in later seasons, I feel like some of the unbridled energy and joy from the first season has been lost. The episode I've selected is episode 23 from season 1, titled Rainy Day Daydream. Interesting side note, um, I found out later that this is the only episode in the entire run whose sole writing credit goes to the show's creator, Pendleton Ward. The episode begins with what seems to be the start of a typical day in the life of Finn, the only human in the post-apocalyptic land of Ooh, and his magical dog, Jake. Finn's agenda of doing backflips and slaying goblin hordes is interrupted when daggers start inexplicably raining from the sky. Driven inside their awesome treehouse fort, the pair has to come up with a way to fend off the boredom. One of my favorite moments in the episode uh, comes when Bimo, their walking, talking video game console, suggests playing a game called Conversation Parade, a game whose banality is matched only by its brevity as Bimo's batteries suddenly die after the first round. The main premise of the episode is introduced when Jake makes the following suggestion. What now? Hey, oh, oh, dude, I know something totally rocking we can do. Whoa, what? Let's use our imaginations, man. Barf that. Imagination is for turbo nerds who can't handle how kick-butt reality is. I'm a kick-butt reality master! I would rather die than be imaginative. I mean that. Eh, you lost. Ah, lava! Lava all around us! Lava on the floor! Shut up, man. Seriously, man, there must be an enchantment on the house or something. I'm not playing your child-style games, guy. Watch and learn, as I master reality. No! The clip gives you a sense of the outstanding voice work of the two leads, Jeremy Shada as Finn and John DiMaggio, doing a much cuddlier and more laid-back version of his Bender character from Futurama. 
It also offers a pretty good example of the way the show plays with language, creating a kind of improvisational playground vernacular. With quotable lines like, oh my glob, and what the stuff, getting tossed off at the rate of several per minute, its subversive approach to language is similar to its laws of physics-defying animation style. It all reflects a riddle-and-free boyhood worldview where parents don't exist and there are no rules to be followed or broken. But getting back to the clip, I should describe for the listeners what's happening at the end here. Finn has put his foot down on what appears to be a normal, non-lava-covered floor, and a scream comes when he realizes that his foot has actually caught on fire. Somehow Jake has gained the power to bring whatever he imagines into reality, with the added twist that he's the only one who can see it. At a loss as to how to turn this newfound power off, Jake imagines that there's a giant breaker switch, inconveniently located in the most remote part of the treehouse. The rest of the episode chronicles their adventures as they try to negotiate all the crazy obstacles that Jake can't help but keep imagining in their path. It plays like a series of surreal visual experiments, where the viewer, like Finn, can see the effects of everything that Jake imagines, but not the causes. It makes for some truly funny moments, as in this clip. What did I just hit? I'm imagining a wall. You can just go around it. Really? That's it? There isn't any invisible angry troll or anything? Well, there's one now. Look out! There are some great gags that come when they run up against the limits of Jake's imagination as well, as when he imagines a riddle master guarding a bridge they need to cross. An imaginary riddle master? (laughs) Ask me your riddle, riddle master. I accept your test. Then brace yourself, fool, for this riddle comes from a mysterious faraway land. Lay it on me! Yes, um, the riddle, uh, it cometh, uh... I, I can't imagine a riddle! Dude, just make it super easy! The riddle cometh! Tell me, Voyager, what is simple and yet also a riddle? Man, that riddle sucks! That is the wrong answer! When they finally reach the imagination turning off machine, after a brief battle with an invisible monster that even Jake can't see... Finn hits the switch only to find that his action has some unforeseen consequences. Without an imagination, Finn discovers that Jake, quote, totally sucks now, unquote, and is no longer able to say anything awesome or play any more than one note on his violin since, as Jake robotically declares, one note is all that is needed. (laughs) Since Jake has lost his imagination completely, Finn discovers that the machine to turn it back on has disappeared along with it. He's left with only one possible course of action, to use his own imagination. He finally has to confront his fear of the emasculating risks involved with imagining stuff. He balefully says, if there's anything dainty in there, I'm going to be mad. And sure enough, as soon as he enters into the empty white void of his imagination, the first thing that appears is a lute-strumming troubadour who sings, Welcome to your imagination land! I am your imagination land! More disturbingly, he continues, We can shake our imagination cans as he turns and displays much to Finn's horror and chagrin, a set of baboon-like, independently controllable buttocks. But the absolute best moment in the entire show, as far as I'm concerned, comes next, with the entrance of an even more derangingly dainty character, Bellamy Bug, 
an English-accented caterpillar with a monocle and false eyelashes. Morrow, sir. My name is Bellamy Bug. Would you care for a crochet doily my daughter made? She imbued it with her tears. You see, she recently broke up with a gentle dandy. No! How'd you get my imagination land? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, my young fellow. You tell me. Perhaps I represent your secret desire to be civilized. Represent this! Uh, and this! Uh, I say! Ouch! Penguins! What happens at the end of this clip might best be described as a nightmarish mashup of a Bug's Life, Happy Feet, and Tetsuo Iron Man. <laughs> Thanks to Finn's imagination, Bellamy Bug sprouts two monstrous appendages, a giant tentacle and a huge robot arm, and they proceed to smash him in tandem in a hilariously grotesque version of Why Do You Keep Hitting Yourself? until finally he's carried off by a gang of penguins. Although a really humorless person might see this scene as a point where the show's adolescent mentality comes uncomfortably close, to the incipient homophobia of the schoolyard bully, we have to remember that this is all taking place within Finn's own imagination. His own unconscious is the source of whatever gay menace is in there, as well as its comically violent cure. Okay, it's not the most PC depiction of the inner workings of an adolescent boy's sexual identity development, but I would argue that it's a pretty darn accurate one. Afterwards, when yet another random fairy from Finn's subconscious hits the hyperdrive button on Jake's imagination-turning-back-on machine, we see Jake's head swell up to monstrous proportions, and he groans, Oh man, I imagine my mom naked. Obviously, Freud would have loved this show. But before we get in way too deep here, I don't want to in any way suggest that I'm recommending this show for its psychoanalytic insights into the male unconscious. The strength of this show is not the fact that it's a kid's show which is also adult, or philosophical, or sophisticated. As Finn would say, it's the exact opposite of all that stuff. Its strength comes instead from its contagious joy in being silly, stupid, uncivilized, and adolescent. This episode, like the show as a whole when it's at its best, creates and totally inhabits a boy's imaginary rule-free universe on every level, in terms of how it handles language, plot, and visual style. To see sophistication or high-flown cultural ambitions in all this is to totally miss the point. So I hope my perhaps slightly pretentious discussion of this episode doesn't cloud your view of what is, at its heart, a totally and emphatically unpretentious and even anti-pretentious show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope it makes it into the canon. Uh, thanks a lot, and love the podcast. Thank you, David. Let's uh let Joe go first, since he's... Uh we're welcoming him back this week. All right. Joe. Okay. Um, so this kind of show <laughs> is never my thing. Um, I feel like... AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart-stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance Now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance Now so awesome? Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership. And you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. 
My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. Leroy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet. And I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad. So let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W dot com and use promo code E-H-G for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks, Sundance Now. And this kind of show being what? This sort of like Adult Swim. Okay, yeah. uh, Uh... it's not quite even just that it's Adult Swim, but this kind which this of... Which this isn't. This, this is isn't a kids Adult show. Swim, yeah. It's no. regular it is? Cartoon no, Network. It's, yeah. it's, for, yeah, it's, it's, it's on the kids. It's yeah. on uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. Oh, it Buffer. is? Oh, yep. okay. Well, but I... All right. Um, but it, it straddles the line, certainly for audience, anyways. It, it de- yeah. yeah, it definitely yeah. has adult fans, for yeah. sure. And it feels like it's that kind The entire of... downstairs, downstairs household cosplays it. Oh, yeah? All the yeah. time. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. It's, it's sort of a TV equivalent of young adult no- novels, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. lots that of adult readers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this, it's this interesting sort of trend in uh, uh, not necessarily TV, but sort of like uh, geek entertainment, nerd entertainment, where uh, comic book properties have been getting more and more sort of like serious and adult. And may you know to fit the sort of grim realities of christopher nolan's right. worldview or whatever um <laughs> so then you have this you know these kind of shows like adventure time and i feel like people would talk about community in this way and rick and morty in this way where these sort of ostensibly we do love us some rick and morty uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where these sort of like ostensibly like silly things become ways to talk about like uh, notions of you know self and childhood and and like the Amazon reviews of the Family Circus Compendium, (laughs) where it's just it's you know we're gonna be you know we're gonna show just how great it is to be like uncomplicatedly like a kid, and it feels a little bit. A, you know, adults watching, you know, getting super into that sort of like a retreat into, you know, I don't want to have anything but my imagination, like that kind of thing. I don't know. I'm seeing this off of seeing one episode, but it feels <laughs> that's if I was in college, I'd probably write a paper on it. Um, the mo the things that I c- came across with from this episode, it's funny because uh, David sort of ends it, you know, by saying that, you know, it's about the, you know, it really can be about the sensory pleasures and not the the reading into it and stuff. I don't get any kind of like sensory pleasure from this. I didn't really think it was particularly funny or fun. I didn't really latch on to the characters in any way. I don't think I'd want to watch another episode. But that being said, divorcing myself from like the story and the characters, it's such a well-made episode of television in terms of, I thought, the animation and animating those two characters in these kind of like 
formless ways yeah where like one's a boy and one's a dog but they're both mostly just sort of like these rounded they're noodles blobs yeah mm-hmm. that like and the dog can sort of like expand and contract and take different forms and like that to me was a really it's a really cool way of doing animation especially for a story like this where it's like this episode is about the imagination but even outside of that it just feels they're in this whatever like what post-apocalyptic space world or something like that <laughs> where like it rains knives and it's i right like that's the, sure that's it's the, american horror that. story knife rain yeah right I, yeah, yeah i'm sure i'm sure wiki something or other could tell us about the world uh, and the background of course. And everything. it's a whole thing uh, like there it, it, the 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 series is super deep in its own universe and lore and there's right. i believe a multiverse within this show as sure. every show now has a multiverse every show now, <laughs> yeah but i also sort of like the way the show um balanced what we see and what we don't see where it being you know this story of imagination but even you know we know that they are pretending that they see it we see we don't see the floor turn into lava all the time, but we see his like foot burn and we don't see the snakes that come out of the door, but we see the snake bites on his face. Like I thought that was (laughs) kind of like clever and like, really smart way of like you know conveying that kind that of that bite scene reminded me of this uh board game from the 80s and maybe 70s called i want to bite your finger you've definitely yeah. talked about that game i know but you, basically I'll, I'll dig up the youtube video if somebody can remind me in the show notes but it basically was a game where you stick your finger in a vampire's mouth and the vampire's mouth had two like red markers in it and like at random it would bite your finger and you would bring your finger out and either it would be clean yay or you'd have two bite marks just like the cartoon <laughs> and you would like have to go back three spaces or something i don't know it was basically just an excuse to stick your finger in a vampire's mouth that's funny i found to bite your finger i think i could have probably spent more time in finn's imagination at the end i thought that was kind of approaching some interesting things and david kind of mentions maybe more so than the episode really conveyed to me about finn's notions of sort of like masculinity and 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 less masculinity sort of like foppishness with relation to like being civilized and being sort of like a uh you know nancy character or whatever um uh, if he never said that, I don't think I that would even occur to me. I just I don't. Think I, I just would have been like you know snails and puppy dog tails and all that kind of stuff. Just girl boy. I stuff. can see it now that he's mentioned it though, and I feel I like that's that a theme that if they wanted to spend more time in Finn's imagination, I feel like if you want to tell a story to kids and to adult kids about how you know it's cool to embrace the sort of like spectrum of ways that young boys can behave that to me you know even if it's just on a much you know a subliminal level and the rest of it is all like goofy like that's you know the stuff in his imagination was mostly just funny it was singing a song about you know his butt or whatever like that was cool but like that was a much more interesting you know deeper level to me than oh the imagination is worth having after all like okay well that's fairly very 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 basic (laughs) um it's a kid I show. Don't know. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I. This seems like a show where I can sort of like nod at and be like, "See what yeah. you're doing there. Yeah. Well done." And really appreciate the form, the formal aspects of it, the animation and that kind of thing. Uh, but the story itself never grabbed me, and the characters never grabbed me. Right. So, Tara, you want to go next? 
Um, sure. It never grabbed me either. This is a show that um, we tried to watch a long time ago because it was seemed like it was a thing. And then we recorded an episode that I believe Kumail Nanjiani was a guest yeah. voice on. Like they get really big, you know, comedy and right. nerd talent in the, uh, this episode is not a good example of that, but they generally do. And I think we lasted three minutes maybe yeah but there maybe was, not even that long that, I, I tried to look it up it I, is a slow sit for a 12 minute episode yeah I, thought. I think that episode we saw though was a little bit of a uh a gimmicky episode or something as i okay. recall there was something about it like the the universe was turned upside down like the uh-huh. or something like there's i forget i tried to look it up i mean obviously it sounds like I'm this is saying, the sort I of thing we where may you, have you can't come in in the middle yeah, but I think we also maybe, because of that episode, basically tried to watch Community based on the Claymation episode. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, it was not a, sh- it, it, it didn't, it, I had the same reaction to that episode as I did to this one, although, you know, I didn't turn this one off, but right. uh, it, it like Joe, it didn't make me want to watch more, and I actually didn't think the animation looked that interesting or great personally and i thought all the stuff being invisible was a weird cop-out given that it's an animated show like that seemed like a kind of thing where on a live action show when you're trying to convey something crazy and save your budget you would just have everything be invisible but here it's like what's the difference just draw it i mean i guess that was not the point but still it felt like a, a weird choice it's power of the imagination tar okay i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was... your inner child died a long time ago <laughs> Practicality is the Listen, only thing that matters now. My inner child is fine. I watch regular show. Yeah. I watch Gravity Falls. I'm not an enemy to like shows in this genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, I don't know. Maybe it was like it's too boy y for me. Mm. But I also gather that it it's was like so boy. That's I almost I almost made a point of mentioning that about how I tend to gravitate towards girl shows more than boy shows. And yeah. Like, but like Gravity Falls, it made me feel. This made me think of Gravity Falls a lot, and yeah. in the ways that I like Gravity Falls, and I didn't like this. And I think there are, you know, the differences between those two probably say a lot about the kinds of TV. Yeah, the Gravity TV Falls is. It's not has, really a has fair has a, comparison. Well, Gravity Falls appeals, I think, to both boys and girls. Like, yeah, for sure. It, it has it is written for both. Whereas this, I would say, but well, it's based also... on this episode, anyways. I mean, I know there's more characters. There's 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 princess characters that's what i was gonna say it seems like other episodes have a have a bigger world like this felt claustrophobic to me and i I, and the what i was just gonna say about why it's not a fair comparison to gravity falls is that this seems more you know like a flight of fancy it's more in the regular show end of it where like anything can any crazy shit can happen whereas gravity falls i mean that's true of gravity falls too but it's more story driven like it's 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 more like a half hour sitcom than these sort of weird you know 10 minute slices of life yeah yeah of 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 whimsy i don't know it, it it's not it's it's it was not my jam yeah sarah um i really liked a lot of things in it i like i thought the knife storm was neat <laughs> yeah. yeah um i like i like the lingo like barf that and oh my glob like <laughs> but you know keeping in mind i share a you know, living structure with mm-hmm. people who adore this show. So there are things that, like I've heard without watching the show and like, you know, a six year old walks past me with fin ears on <laughs> like several times a week. That's the thing that happens in our house. Cause there's a six year old. Um, and when Finn goes to imagination land and like the, whatever Bellamy bug sprouts a tentacle and then a robot fist and is punching himself. Like I, I laughed. <laughs> But it was kind of a reflex hammer laugh. And as I said before, 
I don't like the sum of this uh, or the whole of this is like less than the sum of the parts. Like it was, I didn't think it was particularly well made. I thought it was very slow for a 12 minute episode. It felt like I kept checking the time. It, it just felt like it was taking a long time to get where everybody knew it was going and it wasn't necessarily doing anything quite original enough to, for me to be as impatient with it as I was. There's also an uh, aural issue. There's a frequency of certain like animation voices. Like it's why I can't watch South Park. The guy who does Finn, like I can't, I'm glad it was only 12 minutes <laughs> when he's yelling and they're, like, it's really not modulated. That's not for me. It just seemed a little too like self-conscious um, and like pleased with its own ideas. Uh, and I did laugh a couple of times and there were things that I thought were clever, but the problem is that adventure time thinks they're even cleverer than I think they are. <laughs> and yeah. that's not something I'm going to make time for. Plus Finn yelling. Like I can't. Sarah, are you going to need to find that. a new place to live after this comes out? <laughs> no. Because we'll I think we'll it, send a memo yeah, to Dave. I, I to, hear uh, that it has disappeared up its own ass to the point where the adults are kind of like mm, oh i see yeah. we're good but i mean i guess if you're in it from the beginning and you're sort of like half paying attention to it like if you're a parent of the caillou demographic <laughs> and it's not yeah. caillou you're super fucking forgiving of it uh-huh. yeah there's a lot of stuff that i'm like how can you it's caillou can the you? century's greatest monster yes it really are, sounds yes. like it yeah it's the worst thanks I, a lot and I thought, like you have to be exaggerating they're not it's yeah fucking unbearable yeah <laughs> i fled outside like with yeah. no shoes i was like i well i can't mm. i'm gonna run into the street anyway this was uh this was a really good presentation thank Definitely. you david for yes. that yeah thank you this uh, spoiler probably not going to go your way. Yeah. I guess we could vote. Um, yeah, this Dave hasn't gone yet. Not oh, yeah, for Dave. Me. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Dave. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say great reference to uh, the Japanese movie Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has anybody else seen that? No. No. It's no. fucking freaky. It's about this guy. He's on the subway. He gets infected by some sort of metal virus and just basically starts sprouting. You remember the end of Superman three? Or the ladies taken over by the computer and yes. all these mm-hmm. gears. It, was, it freaked me, it freaked the shit out of me as a kid. This is like that, but like, like it wouldn't be funny to look back on now. It's really fucking creepy. <laughs> he like makes out with this woman he meets on the subway and like infects her, and she becomes this like grotesque, irony monster, and everything is fucking creepy. Anyways, also Lesson reminded learned, me of never Akira. take the subway. Reminded me of Akira too, mm. uh, with sort of the the. Um, the tentacle and the and the robot arm at the same time. Uh, I like this, guys. Hmm. I thought uh, perhaps it is you know the ad Star Wars action figure playing you know <laughs> five year old in me, but I thought this was charming. Um, I had no problem with them not showing the uh, product of uh, Jake's imagination. I thought that was perfectly acceptable. Um, I enjoyed the creativity of it, the knife storm, um, you know, the off on switch and all that kind of stuff. But that was pretty funny. Uh, I did not, uh, read into it any, uh, um, you know, uh, sexual, uh, you know, subtleties about his dream <laughs> world or his, his subconscious. 
Uh, never would have occurred to me. Um, but uh, kudos if that's the case, I guess, if that's like something they explore more and more. Uh, I do want to say the first time I watched this show, that was that one episode. And I think that turned me off because it was like this weird concept episode that may have not be indicative of the series. Um, I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was funny. I thought, uh, you know, the animation is whatever. It's that sort of squiggly hallmark greeting card style that you know <laughs> yeah. is sort of uh you know uh in style not my favorite thing but i think it works um i i don't really think the voice acting is great i he said it was really great i, I find that uh it, this sounds like a bender on quaaludes it to does. me jake <laughs> like he, yeah. for 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 the energy that character displays the voice i find doesn't really suit him perfectly is fine but you know i think it could have been better um but uh if i were anywhere between the ages of four and 12 i probably would the show would be my jam and like there's nothing like this when i was a kid like it was all just you know bottle episode you know dungeons and dragons or elf the cartoon like you know all that kind of horse shit so i'm gi joe and G.I. Well, G.I. Joe's, well, you know, I watched it, but I, well after I probably should have stopped watching cartoons. <laughs> it, was, it was a little late for me. Um, but no, I, I, I enjoyed this, and, and uh, I'm glad I got to see this episode, because I think the first episode I saw, which we were talking about, I just did not like at all. So well, this you... makes me want to kind of want to watch a couple more, maybe, and see if it, if it still, if it hits all the same spots for me. Let me know. You are the boyiest of us all, so this makes sense in a way. Yeah, and again, it's not it's it's not an adult show. I mean, certainly right. it has its adult fans, but you know, it is a cartoon it's for kids. Yeah, it, it's for kids. One would think, and and but it does have like a universe that builds upon itself and keeps on going, and there's like a uh, an arc to it. You know, I much... think this is where I revealed that I have no children in my life, and all I know is TV critics. <laughs> yeah, that's so, probably where I got that impression yeah. of the show. And also, I just want to say uh, on camera and submissions we, we were trying to keep them short but like i didn't mind this one being almost 10 minutes because i think that's what like internally when we do ones that are just like from guests or we do them we kind of have a guideline that with clips they should be about 10 minutes so everybody's happy with us and like thought that that case was a good size and i think we can kind of yeah. make that the norm like sure. plan your submission to be 10 minutes including all your clips but don't record clips off your tv yeah don't record clips off your tv thank you david we'll for cut, including we'll that but i had to re-record everything because they were <clears> really tinny all right so let's put this to a vote i can see the way it's going but let's make it official uh joe what say you uh well there's no points for almost but just know that this was <laughs> so much closer to a yes than i thought it would have been <laughs> that it's a no yeah okay uh uh, Tara? It's a no for me, too, but thank you for the submission. Sir? Thank you for the submission. It was pretty close, but it's also a no for me. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I also want to say that around the same time uh, that this show started, uh, regular show started, and I love regular yeah, show. Yeah, regular show's great. Um, that's sort of more my my jam. It's it's a little, little more my taste, but uh, I like this, too, and I think I might watch a couple more. But unfortunately, three to one in the no column. Adventure Time Season 1, Episode 23, Rainy Day Daydream. You are not inducted into the extra hot break in. Americans love a winner. Yeah. And will not tolerate a loser. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oops. All right, everybody. It is time for uh, winner and loser of the week. Oh, it's going to be a long show. Uh, Tara has our winner. Yes. Uh, the winner is actually three co-winners, and I apologize if I get two of their names wrong. Heba Amin, Karam Cap, and a third artist named Stone. These three people were hired um, to do graffiti art on a set of Homeland, which is I gather is, was supposed to be, I think if I have It was have a refugee camp, right? Yeah. yeah. In, in um, Beirut. Beirut in it was Lebanon, Lebanon somewhere yeah. in Lebanon um, and they snuck in in uh, Arabic homeland is racist <laughs> wow. nice. awesome because yeah. it's true it is pretty racist yeah. um, they actually had a, a, a good segment on uh, the late show with Stephen Colbert last week after this news came out um, where he was going through a lot of the Muslim characters on the show and the terrible things that have happened to them and or that they have done and it yeah it does not have a great record so good job graffiti artists for um being subversive and for proving that <laughs> you didn't have to tell it like it is. There's more to that. Uh, <laughs> those weird squiggles than uh, you might think. So good job. And loser of the week. Uh, that's me and dance moms, Abby Lee Miller, not as you might think just for existing. <laughs> no, she was indicted on 20 counts of fraud in Pittsburgh last week. That's, part of the problem just kidding pittsburgh love you uh if she's convicted she could do five years and pay up to five million dollars in fines what kind fraud in what of what sort dance fraud fraud, oh tax fraud dance Dance fraud (laughs) that's no you call that a windy good day sir um yeah unfortunately uh real housewives of new jersey has uh we're in the middle of learning that just because you're most objectionable uh attention whore uh, quote character gets a year in the clink doesn't mean you're rid of them on your TV. So Sigh. yeah, let's hope she goes to state prison and we'll finally be free. <laughs> um, dance fraud brings yeah. up an interesting question. <laughs> Does it? Yes. Yeah. Which is this? Do you, <laughs> uh, do, you... <laughs> oh, do you know what time it is? Dave is Dave's time biggest to teach fan. You had a freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. All right, everybody. This is oh, the. <laughs> this is. The... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Can I see oh, his. No. Du- no, it's the hallway lab. Doubled over. <laughs> All right, this is the first game time of the season. <laughs> Today, we are playing It's an Honor by Andrew Rabin, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. R A B I N. Who earns himself an extra credit. Redeemable for an extra hot, great mini topic of his choosing. Whatever he wants, we'll do it. It's an honor. We'll test your knowledge of actors on TV who have been nominated for multiple Emmys. There are a lot of points that you can score in this game. So listen up. This is how you can win them. I am going to give you two character names the actor in question has received Emmy nominations for. Got it. Using those clues, you tell me one- the actor in question. Yes. Two, the first show. Yep. Then the next show. Right. If you get the first and if you get the shows and only if you get the shows, you get to tell me what they were nominated for. And the reason for that is I think the nominations are like so much of a guesswork that you can get many points just guessing a, a, a nomination. So I'm not going to give you the nomination points, uh, nomination guesses until you get the shows. Meaning the nomination, meaning supporting or yeah. actor. Yeah. Oh, like okay. what the nomination okay. is. It, Cause there's it, so few, 
nomination possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you just right. get free points. Got so it. you name the actor. Yep. And then if you name the two e- shows, the, the shows, you get to guess a nomination. So if you guess okay. just one show, you can guess that nomination. That okay. Shows nomination. Okay. Does okay. that sound fair? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So every question is worth a maximum of five points. There's no additional Ooh. clues. Okay. All you get are the character names. Okay. All right. Yep. So let's throw it to Picky. We will start with Tara. All right. Okay. So we'll go uh, Tara, Sarah, Joe. <laughs> Jerry. Okay. All right. Are we Jerry. ready to play? It's an honor. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes. Tara. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. The char- Oh, by the way, I'm just going to let you know, we've got character names. We've got actor <laughs> names. I'm going to fuck up so show. many of these things. <laughs> I'm saying, if, if you're coming to the big island of Hawaii... <laughs> You should stay, and you should help me with these. I would, I would be honored. Tara, yeah, your characters are okay. Oliver Babish, yep. Russell Tupper. Now, uh-huh. who's the actor? The actor is Oliver Platt. All right, and okay. the shows in question. The are... first show is The West Wing. Um, I don't know the second one. All right, so what do you think he was nominated on The West Wing for? Outstanding guest actor. Okay. In. In The West Wing. In a drama. In a, oh, okay. Yeah, they do In a that. drama. So, okay. All right. So that was three points, Tara. Okay. The missing show was Huff. Huff? Huff. Huff, Huff and Puff. The fuck was Huff? I remember Huff. That was that Hank Azaria show. Oh. Nobody watched. <laughs> Huff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, Sarah. The R list of Showtime. Yes. yes. Seriously. <laughs> Andy Millman, Derek Noakes, Notes, N-O-A-K-E-S. Andy Millman, Derek Noakes. Derek Noah? Noakes. Yeah. I'm going to say Noakes. So do you know who the actor is? I do not know who the actor is, and mm-hmm. I don't know either of the shows either. Mm-hmm. Yay! Anybody? No. Uh, that's Ricky Gervais, right? That's Ricky Gervais, oh. yeah. Andy Millman from Extras. Right. Derek from Derek. Oh, God. Fucking Derek. Oh. The nominations for lead actor in comedy for both of those. <laughs> Joe Reed. Comedy and yeah. By the way, Excellent. Joe Reed. It's no mistake that this game time came out for your first show back. It's a welcome <laughs> I, back, I, I Joe Reed, <laughs> aka Award Z. Yes. Smooth Joey Apollos yep. came came to play. Marion Cunningham, Sophie uh, Berger, are the two characters. What actor played those characters? Possibly Berger. Berger, B, yeah, 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 maybe. I don't know. Okay, so B R B E R G E R. Okay, Marion Ross. Okay, so Marion Cunningham is from uh, Happy Days. Um, that would have been for outstanding lead actress in a comedy. Supporting. Uh, yeah. Nah. Okay. Mm. Sophie Berger. Oh, what else would have she been on? She one of those women on the practice. Who got nominated for guest or something? Okay. I like no. that guest though. Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, oh yeah, and that was for lead, my mom loved lead actor. that show. That was I would a good have guessed show. Central Park West. So. I would have mm. guessed because it was of the time, and I don't know why. It just seems like. Do you remember when she was on Night Court and she played <laughs> the character that didn't know TV characters weren't real? No, and like everyone went apeshit for it at that time. Oh like yeah, God. it was like such a terrible, like over the top thing. But it just seemed like <laughs> something that would have been a nominated at the time. God. Yeah, she so, played like a. She was a little disturbed, and so she, I got two off of that, right? Uh, you got. Uh, Marion Ross yeah, and too. Happy Days. And Happy Days. Right. Yep. All right. Back to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Oh, no. Jim Ingatowski. <laughs> Ignatowski. Ignatowski. Uh-huh. 
Alistair Dimple. Okay. Um, the first one, oh, well, it's Christopher Lloyd. The first one is Taxi. I'm going to say Outstanding Supporting. In a comedy? Yep. Okay. Three. I have no idea what the other is. Road to Avonlea. Is that Road to Avonlea? <laughs> I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. Lead actor <laughs> drama for that one. Good yep. Lord. Lead? Earn over your That was the year that guest actors could compete in any category they wanted oh. to. So all these guest actors won lead Emmys. It was very strange. Huh. Yeah. All right. They stopped that after that year. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Sarah, Sue Ann Nivens, Elka Ostrovsky. 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 Elka Ostrovsky. Sue Ann Nivens. Sue Ann Nivens. Why? Oh, what? Sue Ann Nivens. Sue Ann Nivens. I don't know any of these. Sorry. <clears throat> It's my nemesis, Betty White, I think. It is. Yeah. Uh, Sue Ann Nivens is from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Right. Elka is from Hot in Cleveland. Huh. Both nominations. <laughs> Gross. Wow. Both nominations. Uh, no supporting way I ever would have gotten that. Yeah. Uh, who's next, Joe? Me. Yeah, Joe. Harriet Corn with a K. Uh-huh. Charlie Harper. Harriet? Yep. Like That's Harriet funny. the Spy. Okay. Uh, Charlie Sheen? No? No. Charlie's tripped you up. Uh, Harriet Korn, yeah. Charlie Harper, both played by Kathy Bates. That's Harry's Law, Harriet. Harry's Law. And Charlie Harper, Two and a Half Men. They've had, she had the she same had the name same as name. the Charlie Sheen character? Serious? Fucking Christ. Yeah. Oh my God, that show just <laughs> keeps ruining things. <laughs> yeah. How? Ugh. Who wrote this game? Uh, this is uh, Andrew... Uh, Rabin. You jerk. <laughs> no. <laughs> you dick. All right. Back to Tara. Yes. This is a chunky game. I forgot to say we got about like 55 oh, questions. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Jack Tripper, Paul Hennessy. Okay. Jack Tripper is uh, John Ritter. Um, no, it was Kathy Bates playing character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Three's Company. Uh, outstanding lead in a comedy. Um, what was the other name? Paul Hennessy. Paul Hennessy. No. Oh, it could be anything because he was on a thousand shows. I'm going to make a blind guess. Yeah. News radio. Okay. Eight simple rules for dating my teenage uh, daughter. Also course. lead actor. Comedy. Of course, of course. All right. Back to Sarah. Eric Dorf and Ben Stone. Ah! Eric Dorf, Ben Stone are your characters. Eric Dorf. Dwarf? Yeah, dwarf like dwarf on golf. Yeah. Dwarf on outrage. Yeah. Slash okay, chicken this balls. Is Michael Moriarty. Yeah. That it is. He's uh, the Ben Stone is from. Is from Law and Order Mothership. <laughs> and I presume that, well, ooh. Mm. A yeah. supporting actor in a drama. Mm, lead okay. actor. Huh. That's fine. And um, I want to say this other one is not a series. It's. No, uh, I, I yeah, know. I just want to say I, I know that's a bit of a clue recently, but just so that everybody knows that apparently miniseries are okay for this game. She's asking, weren't you just IMing about I this? I think what someone and I in Hawaii, oh, okay. not me, not me, IMing about this role. May- oh, maybe, maybe it was me. I don't remember the name of it, but okay. I'm gonna say uh, supporting actor in a miniseries. That doesn't matter. You have to get the show before you, you get, get the show. Uh, oh, I have to get the show. The miniseries um, in question, or the movie. Was Holocaust? Oh yeah, oh, it was me. I was say Trials at Nuremberg. <laughs> okay, at least I'm on the board. Joe, yeah. yes. Peggy Olson, Robin Griffin. 
Okay, Elizabeth Moss. Peggy Olsen. Mad Men. She... Robin Griffin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. The other one is uh, Top of the Lake. And that was lead actress in a miniseries. The Mad Men nomination. Mm. I feel like she was nominated in both, but uh, but uh, it's lead actress in a drama. Nice. Sweep. That was her first, first sweep. Right. Good job, Joe. Tara. Amy yeah. Green, Samantha Newley. Amy Green and Samantha Newley. Okay, Christina Applegate. Uh, Amy Green is from Friends. Samantha Newley is from Samantha Who. Uh, Friends would be outstanding guest in a comedy, and the other is outstanding lead in a comedy. Yes. Nice. Sweeped it. Sarah. Carolyn Sackler. Alexandria Pfefferman. <laughs> is that right? I think it's Alexandra. Alexandra, yeah, right. Well, there's an I in there, so. Can I have the first name again? Carolyn Sackler. There's a name you change at Ellis Island. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anybody? Is it Gabby Hoffman? Gabby Hoffman, correct. Transparent. Yeah. Girls, I forget what the transparent. other... Oh, girls, right. Yeah, guest right. actress, right, supporting right, right, actress. Right, right. Virginia Chance, Patty Nyholm. Martha Plimpton. Virginia is Raising Hope. Patty is The Good Wife. Virginia is uh, Virginia was lead actress in a comedy and Patty was guest actress in a drama. Under comedy for some reason. Is what? that right? Good wife? No, that can't be right. That's got to be a typo, That's got to right? be wrong. Yes. Yeah, that's the good right. wife yeah, is not a comedy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're giving that to Joe. Yeah, we'll give that yeah, to Joe. Yeah, obviously. Uh, if, job, if, if we end up in a tie, let's double check that. But otherwise. I, there's no way. Yeah. Okay. Owen Thoreau Jr. Uh-huh. Ray Holt. Um, okay. Uh, Andre Brower. Um, Holt is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which he was nominated for Outstanding Supporting in a Comedy. Okay. The other I'm going to guess is Men of a Certain Age. Okay. Nice. And then he was, let's say, probably Supporting in a Drama. Oh, good. I wasn't sure done. if that was drama or comedy. Thank you. Men of a certain age. Remember that show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never watched Vince, a second of it. Vince Delangelo. Jip uh, Rossetti. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Bobby I know you know Valley is the actor. Nice. Jip uh, Rossetti was on Boardwalk Empire. Um, what was the other character? Vince, yeah, Vince. Delangelo. Yeah, or Delangelo. Some, some Italian oh, name. Third Watch. Mm. Oh, good guess. I like uh, that guess. guess. Okay, now do the Boardwalk Empire. Um, nomination. How would he even have been? Cat- All right, lead actor in a drama. Supporting. Yeah, I think he would. I remember that he was a full cast member that season. Uh, I think Joe and Tara probably know. The, the other, other is one. Will and Grace. That was yes. Will and Grace, right? Yeah. He, was he was guest, guest. actor. Yeah. yeah. Dan Fielding, John Hemingway. Uh, John Larroquette. Dan Fielding is Night Court. Supporting actor in a comedy. What's the other guy's name? John Hemingway. Okay. Oh, God. 
John Hemingway. I fucking watched this stupid show and I don't even remember what it's called. <laughs> He had a couple that shows after. wasn't his character's name on The Practice. That wasn't his character's name on The West Wing. Uh, SVU? I like that guess. What is, what's the name of the show? It's going to drive me insane. Okay, it's not the Faulty Towers one. No, 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 thinking, no, no, no. It's not. Like, no, no, it's not. It's the John Larroquette show. Oh, right. No, where he his was... name wasn't John. Yeah, his character wasn't John Larroquette. <laughs> he yeah. ran a like cafe in a bus station. Or something. It was mostly about I, I him having that. been an alcoholic. I did watch that I watched show. It what was the Faulty yeah. Towers one called? I don't know. Something Pain or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Royal yeah. Pain yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, Barney Stinson. Mm-hmm. Brian Ryan. Okay, um, Barney Stinson is... Oh, it's Neil Patrick Harris. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, supporting in a comedy? Okay. Brian Ryan? Brian Ryan. Both oh, with Y's. Oh, uh, Glee? And he was a guest. Correct. Number 17. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Melanie McIntyre, or McTyre. Uh, Lucille Bluth. Here's a good clue. Yep. This is for Sarah. Yep. Melanie Walter is the actress. Correct. Nice. Um, on Arrested Development. Uh, supporting in a comedy, I assume. Nice. Can I have the first name again? Yeah, Melanie. McIntyre. Yeah, but McIntyre. it's MC, so just FYI. Still McIntyre. Okay. All right. Melanie McIntyre. Mash. Right era. Trapper John M.D. Oh, God, so close! And it was a spinoff of that. Yeah. So close. <laughs> Supporting actress in the mm. drama. All right, wow. number 18, bringing us to our first score break. Okay. Sybil Dorsett, Nora Walker. Uh, Sally Field. Brothers and Sisters. Lead actress in a drama. What's the other one? Sybil Dorsett. Is that from Sybil? Yes. <laughs> Lead actress in a miniseries? Nice. Nicely right. done. Good job, Joe. All right, let's hear our scores. Okay, Sarah has seven, Joe has 20, I have 24. Very good. All right. Obviously, lots of games still. Mm-hmm. Bert Campbell, Harry Weston. Bert Campbell, oh. Harry Weston. God. Tough one. Ugh, I know I know it too, but I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Can I just assume you're not going to get it? Yeah, no, I'm not. Richard Mulligan from okay. anybody? From... Soap and Empty Nest? Yep. Uh, of course. Correct. Eric Taylor, John Rayburn. This is for Sarah. <laughs> uh, the actor is Kyle Chandler. Correct. Uh, Eric Taylor's from Friday Night Lights. Uh, lead in a drama? Yep. Um, John Rayburn one is um, uh, shit. Um, is it that? Th- no, it can't be that thing. No, it is that thing. Yeah, it is that thing. <laughs> it just happened, and What's then it, it didn't happen. What is that thing called? I can <laughs> picture. I could like draw the art on Netflix. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. Bloodline. Bloodline. Yeah. Lead actor. Yeah. Joe. Yes. Ruth Fisher. Yes. Moria O'Hara. Moira O'Hara. Moira okay. O'Hara. Moira, uh, Moira. Yep. Um, it's funny. My brother has a friend named Mora, and my mom calls her Moira constantly, and we all make fun of my mom for it. 
Poor mom. A poor mom. You're a monster, Joe. Um, Francis Conroy. Yep. Ruth Fisher is six feet under. Correct. Lead actress in a drama. Yep. Huh. Uh, Moira is American Horror Story, Murder House, uh, and guest actress in a drama. Supporting oh, there's miniseries that year. God supporting damn it. actress mini movie. Yeah. Miniseries yeah. movie. Yeah. Damn it. Close one. Okay. Trick, tripped you up. Yes. Rebecca Howe, mm-hmm. Veronica Chase. Okay. She was nominated for Veronica Chase. God, the she Emmys were really different in the 90s. Yep. Okay, Christy Alley. Yep. Um, Rebecca Howe's from Cheers. Correct. Lead in a comedy? Yep. Okay. Veronica Howe. big one for the last is- eight years. <laughs> Veronica House from Veronica's Closet. Veronica Chase. Oh, okay. Veronica Chase. Veronica Closet. Veronica, yep. Veronica's Closet. And that would also be lead in a comedy? That is correct. Comedy Gross. in quotation marks again. <laughs> Mildred Krebs. Marie Barone. This is for Sarah. Mildred Krebs. Marie Barone. Mildred Krebs. Yeah. <laughs> Doris Roberts. <laughs> Correct. Oh, okay. Um, Barone is from Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, supporting actress in a comedy. Correct. Nice. Mildred, Mildred Krebs. Krebs. Oh, I'm gonna be so mad. What else has she been in? God. Where what else has she been Krebs in? From? You'll kick yourself. You'll know. You know it, but you don't know it. Krebs. Oh, this is gonna piss me off. You know what? Let's not waste time. I don't know. Anybody? No. Remington Steel. Oh, of course. Supporting Did not actually actors. know that. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Karen Charlene Kols- Koloski. Yeah, Koloski. Uh-huh. No. Catherine Willows. God damn it. Karen Charlene Koloski and Catherine Willows. Marg Helgenberger. Yep. Okay. Uh, CSI. Which one, Tara? Uh, Tara. CSI, <laughs> Which one, Dad? Uh, Oh, what was it? You guys said something about that the other day, right? About uh, that it's got a weird subtitle for the fans. No, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but CSI's CSI fine. I was just playing CSI Vegas. Um, CSI Original Race. actress in a drama. Uh, yep. The other one has got to be China Beach. Yep. Supporting actress in a drama. That's correct. Yeah, what was it? Nice. Oh, Night Shift, people call it. Night Shift. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thomas Sullivan Magnum the Fourth. Yes. That's a tough one. Uh-huh. Richard Burke. Oh, okay. Um, Here, Tara, take this question. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Would you like two T's? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, it's Tom oh, Sellers. That's what Picky sounds like, huh? That's interesting. Okay. Um, Magnum P.I. Lead in a drama. The other is Friends. Guest in a comedy. That's a sweep. Sarah. Angela Hicks. Claudette Wims. W-Y-M-S. Y-M-S? Yeah. Angela Hicks. Angela! Um, this is a perpetual game time favorite, if at least one of them yep. is. <laughs> You're going to slam your desk in rage after this. You don't get it right. Probably. Is it Judith Light? Mm. Nope. CCH Pounder? Pounder. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah. slam your desk in rage. <laughs> Her name was uh, Angela? Yeah. And Angela from ER, Claudette from oh, The Shield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From The Shield, right? Shield. Uh, not watching you. 
stop asking. Joseph Reed the third. Yes. George Oscar Bluth the second. Okay. Devin Banks. Uh uh Arnett. Well Arnett. Uh Arrested Development. Thirty Rock. Arrested Development was supporting in a comedy. Thirty Rock was guest in a comedy. Correct. Nice. Yeah. Olive Snook, April Rhodes. Um Christian Chenoweth. Olive Snook is from Pushing Daisies. What was the other name? April Rhodes. Like uh R H. Uh, yeah. Um okay, uh Olive Snook was uh supporting in a comedy? Okay. The other I'm gonna guess oh, fuck, was she it was a West Wing? Mm. Fuck. Glee. Glee Where she was guest actress. Right. Nominated. Right, right, right. Steve Schmidt, Martin Hart. For Sarah. Oh, Picky's so mad at you. Steve Schmidt. I don't know. You don't mm, you do. I'm gonna say you do. Let me just say it No one of them. Steve Schmidt, Martin Hart. I don't know. All right. You do. But let's, let's, uh, anybody? It's Woody Harrelson. Yep. Oh. From Game Change. And True and Detective. And True Detective. And True Detective. Yeah. Vivian Harmon, Raina James. Uh-huh. Uh, Connie Britton. Uh, Vivian Harmon was American Horror Story. Uh, lead actress in a mini series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raina James is Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> Old fun, new fun. Old fun, new fun. <laughs> TM uh, Jimmy Pardo. Never know. No, Matt Belknap. I know about this. Yes. Yeah, and his lead uh, actress in a drama. Yeah, correct. Brenda Chenoweth. Yep. Sarah Walker. Rachel Griffiths. Rachel. Uh, Brenda is from Six Feet Under. Um. Sarah Walker. Right. Sarah Walker is Brothers and Sisters. Correct. Okay. Six Feet Under, lead in a drama? Lead actress in a drama? Outstanding? Yeah, the, the answer here says lead slash supporting actress drama. She was nominated twice. Oh, uh, okay. okay. All right. Heart. Thank you, Joe. And the other, I'm going to say, is supporting in a drama? Yep. Okay. Correct. Marianne Thorpe, Beverly Hofstadler. <laughs> Stadler? Yeah, Stadler. Probably. Marion Thorpe. Yeah, Mary is it's spelt Marianne. Marianne. Like Marianne. Two words. Thorpe. No, one word, but oh, that's okay. how it's spelled. Got it. I don't know this one either. Anybody? No. Cloris Leachman. No, close. Christine Baranski. Oh, that's from Sybil oh, with two L's. Oh yeah. And uh, Big Bang Theory. Sure. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Carol Hathaway, Alicia uh-huh. Florek. Okay. That's a toughie. I think I got this one. Uh, Margulies. Carol Hathaway is ER. She was nominated in both lead and supporting across. Impressive. Still only worth one point, but Joe, I'm I'm going to give you a day point as well. Uh, (laughs) Use your first day point. Oh, shit. I got to get my day point list out then. Okay. All right. And the good thing. All right. I'm keeping track of my day points. That's one day. Alicia Florek from. Did you say? Yep. Mm -hmm. Lead actress in a drama. Rama, correct. That's five points. Um, Tara? Yeah. Hank Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Maura Pfefferman. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Correct. Hank Kingsley is from the Larry Sanders Show. Hey, now. Hey, now. Um, and that was... Uh, the other is Transparent. Yep. Larry Sanders Show. Larry Sanders Show, I'm going to say, supporting in a comedy. Yep. 
and lead in a comedy. Correct. Okay. All right. Mary Beth Lacey, Maxine Gray. Oh, finally. Picky. This is Time Daily. Yeah, it is. Um, Mary Beth is Cagney and Lacey, lead in a drama. Uh, and the other one is, um, oh my God, my Maxine Gray. Indeed. Sorry, Judging Amy. Yep. Um, would she have been? I think she was also lead in a drama for that. Mm. Supporting. Supporting. They were like co-leads, yeah. I would, I would might have gone that way too. All right, bringing us to our second score break. Yes. For Joe, Mags Bennett, Claudia. Uh, Margot Martindale. Mags Bennett, Justified. Claudia, the American. Justified was supporting in a drama. Claudia is guest in the drama. Nice. Nicely Five points. Done. All right, that was our thirty-six of fifty-seven. Okay. Uh, Sarah has 17 points. Joe has um, a bunch. 48. And I have 25, 30, 30, 40, 45, um, 47. All right. So, once again, all together, what was the scores? 17 to 48 to 47. All right. So, we're back to Tara. Yep. Janice Lickowski. Lickowski. L I C A L S I. Amy Madison Gray. Huh. Okay. That's funny. Um, Amy Brenneman. Um, Janice Lukowski. Yeah, yeah. The other one is judging Amy. Yeah, we just heard Gray. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. lead in a drama. Yep. Janice Lukowski. God. That's Private practice. Anybody? Um, NYPD Blue. Oh yeah! Right. Oh my God! Wow! All right, God. Sarah. Teddy Reed, that's double E Reed, mm-hmm. Lily Manning, and that's one L. Well, you know, L I L Y, Lily Manning. Teddy Reed, Lily Manning. Any idea there? Uh, I feel like I'm going to be annoyed. Mm. I don't know if you watched either of these shows. I don't know who this shows. is, but I don't know who this is. Seal Award, Award, right? right? Yeah, from? Sisters. And? Sisters. Once and again. again, Correct. Yep. Mike Flattery. Nope. Flaherty. 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 Yeah. Yep. No T in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Louis or Louis Can. Louis Can. Yep. All right. Uh, You guys just want to read your own questions? That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, again, enter code Liam Nielsen for... uh, Special ten percent off. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So um, those two guys. Mike Flaherty is Spin City. Yeah. Did you say the actor? He said already. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You were yeah. too busy laughing. Michael J. At Fox. Spin City. Yep. Two points. Spin City. Uh, yep. Good Wife. Yep. Spin City was lead actor in a comedy. Good Wife is guest actor in a drama. Correct. Yes. Margaret Pinchot. Uh huh. Olivia Soprano. Um, Nancy Marchand. Okay, Olivia Soprano was the Sopranos. Mm. God. Mm. Well, what did she play there? To get that out of the way. Oh, nomination. I mean. Yeah, I'm trying to think what oh, it would be. Okay. Supporting in a drama, I guess. Okay, wasn't sure if she was guest. And um, the other, based on the little I know about her career, uh-huh. I'm gonna guess. Yep. Lou Grant? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and supporting in a drama. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> Oh, my God. 
All right. Uh, this is for Sarah. Grace Adler, Molly Kagan, or Kagan. Mm-hmm. I guess it's Kagan. 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 Well, it's two A's here. Yeah. But okay. So anyways, uh, Grace Adler, Molly Kagan. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. I can imagine her face. Oh, okay. Her punchable, punchable face. <laughs> so oh, you're, punchable. Yep, mm-hmm. You're thinking of the right person, yep, I definitely. think. Yep, definitely. Yep. Okay, good. Good to know that I'm on the right um, anonymous, yeah. eponymous track <laughs> of red hair. Yep. Mm. Mm. I, I have absolutely no Deborah Messing. Yeah. What Will was and the, Grace. What's the other show? Starter Wife. Oh, oh the Starter right. Wife. <laughs> the Starter Wife was lead actress in a miniseries or movie, and I think sure that was, was supposed to be a series, wasn't it? It, it was. Yeah. I think it. Yes, later. it did. They yeah. had a second season, and I watched all of it. Question mark. <laughs> Catherine Harris, Amy Jellico. What was the first name? Catherine, oh, Catherine with Harris. a K. Harris. Okay. Yeah. Amy Jellico. Uh, Laura Dern. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Harris was uh, Recount. Yep. Amy Jellico was in, uh, uh, Enlightened. I almost said Enchanted. That was <laughs> right? Very different property. Very <laughs> different. Um, uh, Recount was a supporting actress in a miniseries or movie. And uh, Amy Jellico was lead in a comedy. Nice. Correct. Lee Dunn. Jeffrey Geiger. Yeah. Saul Barrison. Okay. Um, it's Mandy Patinkin. The Patink. Yep. Jeffrey Geiger is from Chicago Hope. And for okay. that, it would have been outstanding lead in a drama. Okay. Saul is from Homeland. And that would also be... Ooh, wait. Hmm. Supporting in a drama. Okay. <laughs> Five nice. points. All right. Uh, Sarah. David Fisher. Dexter Morgan. <laughs> Michael C. Hall. David Fisher was six feet under. Oh. Outstanding lead in a drama? Oh, uh, yep. Nice. Um, Dexter was Dexter, and um, that was also outstanding lead in a drama. Sweep! Oh, thanks, Picky. <laughs> Frank McPike. Mike Emmertrot. Ermin Trout. Yeah, you laugh at Dave. <laughs> Don't disrespect the Ermin Trout. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Banks. Um, I guess Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yep, either one. Uh, supporting in a drama. Frank McPike. Frank McPike. It's a deep dive. Yeah, what the hell? It's not that sex video he did, or whatever that was. That <laughs> sex education video. The, the period oh, video. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like even like the type of show he would have been. Uh, Jonathan Banks. You know, Jonathan Banks from Hill Street Blues. Mm. Ah. Wise guy. Oh, oh that yeah, that guess. thing. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Nice. Wow. That one person who watched it. <laughs> uh, here's a name. Okay, great. Carrie Grace Battle. Uh-huh. Ophelia Harkness. Those are some names. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure Harkness is from 
but it doesn't matter if I don't know the actress's name, which I don't, so I'm going to pass on this one. No, you can guess the show without the actor. Okay. You is... just have to guess the show to get the... Okay, okay. Yeah. Is it is the show Torchwood? Mm. Okay. <laughs> no. I see what you're going there for. I was. Deadwood? No. Anybody? What? Joe? No. No. Stumps the whole panel. Yeah. Carrie Grace Battle, Ophelia Harkness, Cicely Tyson oh. from a show called Sweet Justice. Okay. And another show, How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, yeah. Guest actress. Right, right, right. Dick Solomon. Sorry, hang on. Dick Solomon. <laughs> Thank you. Arthur Mitchell. Dick Solomon, Arthur Mitchell. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He lost Sarah oh, to oh, the boy. dick drop, yep. as usual. Oh, um, dick yeah. Drop. Dick, dick drop. drop. Dick, drop. <laughs> All right, Dick, Dick Solomon, Dick, Arthur Mitchell. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> John, John Lithgow? John Lithgow, yeah. From Third Rock from the Sun? Yeah. And is the other one Dexter? Yep. Okay. Lead actor, uh, Dexter. Okay. All right, Joe. Dan yes. Connor, Bob B. Bebe. What? BB. Yeah, BB. Okay. Oh, my God. All right, this is going to be fun. All right. John Goodman, Roseanne. Lead actor comedy. The other one <laughs> is fucking Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> Guest actor in a drama. Whoa. Comedy. Comedy? No. What? They counted that shit as a comedy? I might I question that, too. Well, put it, put it, on, the, put it on, the, on the check after if it's close. Okay. Right. You got you got a ghost a ghost uh, hash right. mark over here. Up there with, is, I think that's wrong. I think it would have been submitted as a as a drama. Well, it's a different time. I'm not that the world different. the world <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas years ago. Nicholas Brody. Yeah. Henry the Eighth. Okay. Damien Lewis. Really? Um Homeland. Wolf Hall. Homeland lead in a drama. And Wolf Hall lead in a Miniseries? Lead. Oh, supporting. supporting. Of course. All right. Uh, Sarah D. Bunting. Charlotte Connor. Kathy Jameson. Charlotte Connor. Yep. And Kathy Jameson. Correct. Glad I clarified that. I still don't know who it is. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody? No. Laura Laura Linney. Linney. Yep. Oh. From Frasier as guest. Oh, right. The Big C as lead. Of course. Bring us into our third score break towards the tail end of our game. Yes. For Joe. Amy Gardner, Nancy Botwin. God bless. Uh, <laughs> Mary Louise Parker. My one and only. Amy Gardner is West Wing. Supporting in a drama. Uh, Nancy Botwin is Weeds. Lead in a comedy. Correct. All right. So just to situate everybody, everybody has two questions left. All right. So Sarah 10 has, points. Okay. Sarah has 22. Yep. Joe has uh, 20, 40, 60, 70, and a ghost one. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have uh, 64. So I'm sorry. Joe has? 70 slash 71. 70 and you have 64. Yeah. Okay. All right. So to Tara. Your second to last question. Yep. Joe Gardner. Mm-hmm. Hayden Langston. Uh, God. Ooh, tough one, Tar. Uh, I was thinking it was Jack Coleman as the husband on the scandal, but no, I don't know. I don't know who it is. Joe Gardner, 
Hayden Langston, Richard Kiley uh-huh. from Year in the Life and Picket Fences. There is wow. a 0.0% chance I ever would have got That was probably that. the toughest question here. <laughs> Except for the one that I put off as not even a tiebreaker one because I thought nobody would get it. <laughs> okay. But if you do get it, there's lots of Dave points in it for you. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, you give us that at the end for, yeah. you, for sure. Uh, all right. So now we're on to Sarah. Yep. Tony Blundetto. Lenny Wozniak. Hmm. Tony Blundetto. Um, all right, this is Steve Buscemi. Nice! We're supposed to pronounce it. Buscemi. Buscemi. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Blundetto is the Sopranos. Um, how would they have filed for him that season? I'm going to say supporting in a drama. Nice! Bingo, 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 sugar in a gas tank. <laughs> 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 Uh, Next husband strikes again. Was what was the other name? Uh, Lenny Wozniak. Trees Lounge, the show. Yeah, no. <laughs> 30 Rock? Yeah, Thirty Rock. <laughs> the PI from Thirty Rock. Yeah. Music band. <laughs> I'm hip and what? Uh, it was guest actor. Obviously. Yeah. Joe. Yes. Your second to last question. Roxanne Turner. Uh-huh. Betty Applewhite. <laughs> Jesus. Rox- Roxanne. Yeah. Turner, Betty, Betty Applewhite. Oh, is this Alfre Woodard? Wow! Nice. Betty Applewhite is Desperate Housewives, supporting in a comedy. Roxanne, what? Uh, Turner, like Ted. Alfre Woodard. Well, it's not Miss Evers, boys, because that would be Miss Evers. Um. But I'm guessing it's some sort of... She's got a billion nominations in the yeah. category. Uh, I don't know. Was that from St. Elsewhere? Yeah, that was oh, from St. Elsewhere. Wow. wow. Nicely she done. reprised it on Homicide, I think, like years oh, yeah? and years later. Yeah, oh, the same wow. part. Wow. Laurie Morgan. Yep. Alex Reed Barker. Laurie Morgan. Morgan. Alex Reed Barker. I, oh, I don't want to give me it. It's, it's, it's too close to the end of the she, game for, okay, yeah, for yeah. fun clues. Is it Jennifer Garner? No. Carpenter? Swoozy Kurtz? Swoozy Kurtz. Swoozy Kurtz. That's a fun name. It Shrey is Crooks. a fun name. <laughs> uh, Love well, Sydney and Sisters, both for lead, uh, one comedy, one? one drama. Love Sydney. Love sure. Sydney. Yep. Uh, Sarah? Yep. Roberta Kittleston. <laughs> yep. That's Evelyn right. Harper. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's the right answer. <laughs> Holland Taylor from The Holland Practice Taylor. and Two oh. and a Half Men. God bless. God bless and keep Holland Taylor. Last question for Joe. Yes. yes. Marilyn Tobin, Frankie Bergenstein. No, Bergstein. Uh, Lily Ber- Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Wait a second. What are you laughing? <laughs> Nothing. I was thinking of a joke. Someone told me. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> L- yeah. Lily Tomlin is correct. Tomlin. Tomlin is correct. Um, the first one is damages. Yep. Guest in a drama. Yep. Uh, the second is Grace and Frankie. Uh, lead actress in a comedy. Correct. All right, let's get them scores. Do we have to go to Google? 40, 60, 75, 78. Nope. It is not close. All right, so let's hear it. <clears throat> Sarah has 25. I had 64. Joe had 78. Congratulations, Ooh, Joe. Plus a ghost point. Back. 
plus a, plus, joke, a ghost plus a Dave point. point. All right. So first of all, I'm going to give you the two tiebreakers. Oh, I shit. have two. Okay. Uh, each of these are worth two Dave points. First oh. person to uh, shout out any answer gets the two Dave points. Okay. Yep. But you can't. You can shout it out any time. But once you shout it out, you're locked until everybody else gets a guess too. Okay. Clyde Bruckman, Frank Barone. Oh, Peter Boyle. Nice. Two Dave points. Lynette Scavo, Barb Hanlon. Felicity Huffman. Correct. All right. Now, here's the one that I excluded. This is worth four Dave points. (laughs) All right. Uh, Maybe you'll get this. I don't know. Okay. Kate McShane. Yeah. Veronica Rooney. Nope. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The actress, Anne Mira. (laughs) M-E-R-A-R. No. Anybody M-E-R-A. know? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> any any answers? Sex in the City? No. Oh. Anybody else? Okay. Kate McShane, Veronica Rooney. One of the shows is Archie Bunker's Place. Wow. <laughs> Anybody want to get a guess at no. the other show? I'm just saying, take S- a guess. That's SVU. Good guess. Sarah, take a guess. I'm saying, take a guess. <laughs> the, your clue is Kate McShane. Take a guess. McShane. Take a guess. It's Kate McShane. McShane and the, wife? Oh. The, the answer Donnelly? is Kate McShane. No! No! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Joe! Joe! Yay! Ooh. Oh, boy. Wow, this is a long episode. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Really well, welcome back, Joe, within. It's been wonderful. Bye. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. Oh, Gordon's here. That's what all the noise is. Um, Tara? Yeah. Tell the good people what's up on Previously TV. Well, as previously mentioned, on Previously.tv, I am covering American Horror Story all season. So if you want to see sanitized versions of what the show shows on FX, uh, just kidding. It's still pretty fun. Uh, check me out on Previously.tv. And I am at Tara Ariano on Twitter and Instagram. And Joe, what's up with you? Uh, still covering Grey's Anatomy for Previously.tv. Um, I'm on Twitter at Joe Reed and uh, Decider t- uh, Today in TV History. I did yesterday uh, Stevie Nicks' Fajita Roundup, the SNL sketch. <laughs> Thank God. And Sarah. <laughs> Uh, the Blotter Presents will be back next week. In the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Tomato Nation or at The Dash Blotter. Uh, and I also cover Project Greenlight and Homeland on Previously.tv. And Revolting Snacks. Maybe. Uh, I am at Clark <laughs> on Twitter. I am counting down for the one day in all my life. I am counting down the minutes until a football game tonight <laughs> so that I can watch the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I post pictures of my dog. So that is it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. That pull out of a strange place there. We <laughs> checked worry. in I'll to the American Horror Story Hotel. Liv and Ellie gave us their face-off reports, and Sarah led the Project Project Greenlight. We then went around the dial with stops at Jane the Virgin, Casual, a list of TV's hot jerks, Sleepy Hollow. And The Walking Dead. David Connor unsuccessfully pitched us an imaginative episode of Adventure Time for the canon. We crowned winners and losers of the week. And Joe, back on the podcast, was the winner of the season's first game time. Remember. We're listening. I am David T. Cole. And on behalf of Tari Ariano. Bye. Sarah D. Bunting. Giving new meaning to the term drill down. And Joe Reed. 
Still singing Dick Drop. And <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right here on Extra Hot Great. Who wants to play video games? BMO! What's on the menu, BMO? I've created a new game called Conversation Parade. Start it <laughs> up, All right. BMO! What do you think about the stars in the sky? It's okay, I guess. Yeah, they're cool. That is an interesting response.